That's right. You don't ready, judge me for that. I judge you, you for everything. Asshole. <laughs> Jerry. I do what I want. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, we're interviewing you. That's right. What do you mean? Oh, intervention. That's a great part of that movie, like Step Brothers. Like, we're going to interview you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I get the, like, the tuxedos. Like, you're, it's funny. It's like, I got a tie. Ironic. I, got, I got my tuxedo. Yeah, why the, the fuck are you wearing a tuxedo, bro? Because I never took it out when you said I had to bring it for you. Wow. I told him to wear a bow tie. This motherfucker didn't wear a bow tie. He sucks. I feel like I'm just gonna let the rambling go like through this intro. <laughs> awesome. Let it awesome. Live. Awesome. Just let it happen. We are live. I'm, I, I record everything. Like when you show up here, yeah, this is our I intro track. Like in the background right here. Ooh. And for all the listening audience, welcome to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Yes, welcome. Nice to have you back. Welcome back. Time to How rock. Nice to have you back on whatever platform you decided to find us on, whether it be iTunes or I'm not sure if we're on Spotify yet or Google Play or anything like that, but we might be there. Podomatic.com, they're, uh, they're our main hosts. Thank you, Podomatic.com, for, uh, for hosting us, even though we paid you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we have a couple very exciting things happening today. Um, the the first off, before we get to our like our super exciting our super exciting uh, event today, uh, just the official announcement. We'd actually like to welcome uh, what was once the uh, two man wolf pack of uh, heavy metal over a six pack is now added one. We are now the three man wolf pack with the uh, full time addition addition of Mister J, aka the Opinion. Right. Aka yeah, we gave you a name when you when uh, we're listening. Uh, so you get uh, two local oh, musicians fitting. and an opinion. Fitting. Yep. Uh, Does anybody, like, we just got to point out, again, the unicorn headphones, man. <laughs> There's literally unicorn faces with pink hair on your headphones, and it's just spectacular, <laughs> and it just makes me want to jump and clap and do jumping jacks and the, uh, get this, giddy. You know? I wouldn't jump and jack down here. Dude, why not? The sidebar to that would be uh, we have ver- a lo- whole lot of people, and we are a very low-budget uh organization right now so mm-hmm. we are we've um we've scrounged together enough headsets so everybody could actually hear the show because there happens to be seven people in this room today mm-hmm. along with the the three we are actually delighted and very pr- privileged to uh to um have fathom farewell with us today gentlemen what's up hey how you doing <laughs> hanging Hola. out and of course our other full-time fixture anthony what's hey, up man? what's up I'm here. That other guy. Other we guy. also brought a photographer, and he's a beautiful man. There is a photographer in here. With a camera. Like, that's, that's interesting. We need to get this man some headphones. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> so, there's like, we didn't bring any because we just suck so bad. There's like, there's no such thing as bad exposure. So like wow. actually having the uh, the full spectrum uh, like at all times like is, is, is huge, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. would say. Big stuff. Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack gladly presents Fathom Farewell. 
So no, I think we think we should just get probably right into it with these dudes, huh? rolling. Because there's seven people in this room, and it's probably gonna get hot as hell, mm-hmm. like at one point, because of like all of us like breathing heavily and and whatnot. Um, not to disappoint our uh, listening audience, like our guests all brought coffee. Wow. Mm. So yeah, they, they did. They, I, don't, I don't drink coffee. I'm a singer. I'm addicted. Now. I'm, I'm a, a couple beers singer. In the car. I mean. I, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> plenty of singers that drink, drink coffee, but uh. But to their um, to their in their defense, it is a Tuesday night, and they're probably not alcoholics like us. Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah. Only on the weekends, or they're at least just putting the face on. But in, in either ways, this is a judgment-free zone. So, um, whatever whatever these photographs like surface, like when you see like the coffees on like one side of the table and like all the beers on our side <laughs> of the table. <laughs> The good news is, if any of these guys get like pulled over for drinking and driving on the way home, they can't trace it back to me or Anthony anymore. Right. True. Wow. Not so much the case, I think, when um when friend of me was here, and that's the only shout out to friend of me I'm giving today. Well, because... they took all my beers, so yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> Damn. All of my beer. Wow. It's a story that's for another intense. day. Episode five, guys. If you actually want to listen to it, it actually came out pretty uh pretty killer. Was um, that the uh, the Empire Strikes Back episode? It was pretty epic. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, it's track. like one of those. I don't even think we should continue anymore. I don't know if we can do any better than that. It's just tragic. It's just tragic because he took all the beer. But then I found out that you guys are coming. So I'm like, all right, we got to go on for a couple more episodes at least. Do it. Yeah, these guys get to steal my beer. Yeah, what are you talking about, Jerry? All right. So I've um, every one of my interviews that I've actually started with, like, uh, full of bands, I've uh, I've done very unsuccessfully. And I've asked, like, very awkward questions. But I think I've actually, like, cleared it. So my, I have a very simple question. Where is everybody from and how would you meet? Well, where are you from? Me? Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, Worcester, Mass. Worcester, Mass. Nice. Nice. That's it. Uh, That's it. <laughs> That's all you got. That's all you got, crap. Mr. Set an example. From um, yeah. Well, I was in Dartmouth for about three, four years, and I came back, and um, I just happened to meet these guys randomly. It was weird how it happened, actually. That is an awesome hook. I appreciate that. Like, I'm bad at talking. <laughs> wow, that's, that's why I put you on the spot, you little, yeah. you little man. Yeah. Where are you from, Brandon? Brandonian? Brandon Tong. I'm from Gardner, Mass. Um, oh, local guy. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm close. Crazy. I don't feel bad that you had to drive out here now. You can- <laughs> oh, wow. Shit. I'm lazy. I'm probably closer to you than this guy is. But anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't let me interrupt you. Just tell me to shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Oh, my feelings are hurt. What's hurt? My feelings. Are you sure it's just your feelings? Yeah, maybe my bun hole. <laughs> <laughs> You're a musician. You have feelings. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm really emotional. Get out. You wipe yourself, like Brandon. Super. Take it easy, guys. Right, we got Worcester. We got Gardner. <laughs> uh, get re- get ready, Westminster. That place five sucks. minutes away. That's from intense. Here. That place is intense, dude. It's horrible. <laughs> It's so intense out there. Yeah. yeah. Out here? Like here? Yeah. Out, out, out <laughs> here? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was that one year that I think they tried banning, like, selling cigarettes. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Mr. Joe's Mr. Joe cereal. That's not good. That's pretty sweet. So they just went to Garden. Yeah. What about lead man over there, Alex? Where are you from, kid? I was born in Dorchester, then I ended up in Ashburnham, so I'm actually local, too. All you guys are local. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, well, I know him from school. So. Yeah, we went yeah, to school. Cool. Like, that's cool. I moved here when I was, like, 10, so... Mm-hmm. I didn't live there for too long, but I was born there, so yes. All right, so my uh, my knowledge of Fathom Farewell, if I'm not mistaken, 2014 is when it started? Uh, so, yeah, essentially 
2014. It um, started, and Bark, Kevin, and I were the two writing forces, and we went and kind of just played shows around and tried to figure out what we could do. Then we added, uh, went through a few different lineups, and honestly, I feel like this is the definitive one. Last we just uh, we had Jesse Lundgren in the band, and he was he was the guitar player, and we were writing together, and um, we did the last EP. Um, so Bar Kevin and I did the first one. Jesse and I did the the uh, second one, and then essentially um, now we're all writing this. Uh, it's it's definitely the most collaborative that the band has been so far when it comes to the writing process. Because usually it's just like I'll write the lyrics, the guitarist will write the riffs, and sure. that'll just be it from there. The other guys will just figure it out around that. And then these guys, we just kind of we lay everything out meticulously over every like everything is thought out by the time we hit the studio and our uh, luckily our producer chris paquette who almost feels like he's also a part of the band he uh we if there's like he he also uh he's very helpful like honestly if we like have a part that feels like okay we like this part but it's not perfect you know he'll help us like spice it up and be like we can add this or put this harmony here so it's really great just to have the it's kind of like uh, collaborative effort for this next EP, and it's definitely the best material we have. Uh, we're going to be putting out. Awesome, ever. awesome. I mean, to date. Anybody other than yourself, Alex, been here from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, the before me it was Barkev, and he had a uh, drummer and a vocalist that essentially they played in his basement, and they didn't play any shows, and they didn't. So then I, I entered the band, and then within three weeks we had a show booked at the Palladium with My Children, My Bread, and uh, kind of went from there. And uh, we played Rock Fest around Massachusetts, and we just took every show we could possibly get. And, That's uh, pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I met Chris Paquette, our producer. Like, well, at least saw him play the first time. And uh, that's also where I saw Brandon play the first time, which is crazy because that was years ago. This guy work with uh, anybody else other than you guys? Uh, yeah, he works with this band Riviera, who's about to probably blow up pretty soon. We nice. don't really know, but they're uh, you know they're really great. Their ne- their next record is sounding spectacular so definitely keep your eyes out for them he also produced all of uh his band's material trophy wives um and they had some really really awesome songs and they they uh had big ass crowds at their shows and stuff so you know yeah they kicked some ass he does a lot of bands too uh no boundaries studios yeah he does our friends in analog heart he does our he does our friends in ill will he does our friends in barbarian he does pretty much (laughs) he does like a lot of our friends it's pretty much between him and uh, yeah, no, there's there's a few other awesome producers in Massachusetts too. But Chris is, uh, you know, definitely our our guy. Awesome, Ooh, awesome. So this, um, and I'm sorry, I'm just trying to do my uh, my timeline in my head. Like this, uh, this current rendition of like Fathom Farewell, like the final rendition, we'll call it. Yeah, this is definitely the definitive Fathom Farewell. The, the, the final, the, fi- the final improvement. Cut. They know all the previous <laughs> songs and they can play them perfectly. And we we got a whole bunch of stuff lined up and. We're uh, we're very excited to present the new stuff we have, but we're also you know we're still going to be playing the old stuff as well. Of course, uh, awesome. So um, when I was uh, when, I, when I was doing my research and like checking out like the pages like the Facebook and whatnot, there's actually like this really cool who who wrote the our story. Ah, that was that was Chris, our producer. Okay, yeah. okay. We, I like kind of wrote up a bio because I was um, actually hoping. I mean, I could read it to you guys, but I figured since I had you here, I was thinking that you guys could kind of tell your story and maybe elaborate on it because it's 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 pretty kick ass. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, 
Yeah, I, I wrote up a bio that I thought would sound cool, and it was kind of like overboard, and like the, you know, there was some like grammatical errors, and then Jared kind of made some edits, and then mine was we, overcomplicated. Yeah, and his his is a little overcomplicated. <laughs> then we sent it to Chris, and he just sent us that back, and we were just like, oh man, like, like what is this beautiful scripture? <laughs> Can you fill our uh, listening audience in, just in case they uh, haven't well, seen it? Well, let's uh, let's pull that up. Jeez, oh, yo, you got that? You got that on your computer? I don't got it memorized. I'm a piece of you shit. Have, you should know it by heart, you asshole. I'm a piece of shit, dude. I can't recite, recite it yet. I can't. Word it's like it's like the Fathom day. Farewell Creed. <laughs> like if you're in the band, you have to be able to recite our story. You know what? That's gonna, that's a new requirement. Go fucking home and study. And, study. and I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna finish this fucking interview. Hey. Sorry, guys. All right. So, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So addressing topics from humanity and its relationships to the grave consequences Jumping of human nature causes our world and our future. The hand moves. Um, that's, I guess, one of the main points that's, or the, fir- the first uh, points that's made. I mean, it also says that we bring depth to the rock metal genre beyond the confines of its articulate instrumentation and vocal presence, which is just a, a fancy way of saying that we, we, we try to sound like Killswitch Engage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not true at all. But, but we do, we love that band. They're definitely one of our influences. But uh, yeah, essentially, we like to talk about um, things that have to do with. Uh, the environment, but not only the environment, but also the way that people interact with each other. Just because uh, essentially, um, you know, people seem to have, it seems like a lot of the conflict that occurs that I've ever seen just occurs from a misunderstanding. It's not because the people are as different as they think they are in the moment, but it really is just because they like have this impression in their head of something that's happening and it just makes them go crazy. I've done that before too, so. I like to write about that, and I also like to about, write about the environment and how like people need to understand that renewable energy is the only way that life can continue on this planet. It's, just, it's the only way. And uh, like you know, the coal industries and the, the mining industries and all of that, like people die working those jobs. Like Trump was like, "Oh, we're gonna put the coal miners back to work," and like that's not a good thing. Like ten thousand people died from coal mining in the past five years. That's not a good thing. People get black lung, people die. And it's not only that, but it like also pollutes our planet. So when we have an alternative that's renewable and won't kill the planet or people, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out, you know? But, uh, so yeah, I like to write about that as well. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's actually yeah. pretty awesome. Like the, I mean, having, having like a whole album of like stuff that like actually has like some meaning behind mm-hmm. it and it won't, me personally, like I want to. When sometimes you get like the like the over political band, or you get like the over the over like we want to influence this or like whatnot. Like sometimes like it reflects in like their music, but I don't think that reflects in you guys' music. Like we we want to make sure we make sure first that the music is above all like right. that's good, and then I think about how how the music makes me feel, and that's where I get the meaning from. Right. So me coming from a coal miner's family and like trying to take on the family business, like to speak i can still listen to your songs and still appreciate them right i mean i i don't have anything against i'm just kidding man i'm not a coal miner you're crazy (laughs) (laughs) i was like there's no mining towns around here (laughs) (laughs) just without stealing one of these beers there we go now we're loosening them up (laughs) what is it what is that i don't know we're gonna find out it's pink Oh, God. I fucking love pink. IPA. <laughs> like it goes with my uh, unicorn headphones. It it's got no FX's name on it, so there you yep. go. I like it. All right, it's it's community. Well, it was interesting because I was listening uh, uh, to some of your stuff, and and honestly, it, like it it 
brought me back to listening to yeah I'm the old guy uh, <laughs> it brought me back to listening to was it Countdown to Extinction from Megadeth sweet um, that's cool it's like it deals with a whole lot of you know uh, social issues a whole lot of like political stuff um, and I was like one of my first thoughts I was like I feel like I'm back in the 90s I was like I'm listening to this activist kind of metal like it's it's, it's underneath the surface so it was it was it's it's nice to hear music like that like that's actually like you know has something to say thank you that's awesome one thing i always like to ask like when i get a like a large group of people now like i saw on the website like you guys actually listed a couple of um a couple of groups that like were like your influence but if we can actually go around the room because like actual personal influences, because I always find it fascinating to see like who who actually inspired you to like either pick up an instrument or like start singing or like whatever the case may be. Like what what are all you guys' like actual personal influences that brought you to like where you are today? Who's got them? Um, I have a lot. I'm really all over the place with genres of music. I mean, I like to play anything ranging from like classic rock and rock all the way up to heavy metal and technical metal but my biggest influences probably from early on would be bullet for my valentine all that remains um as i lay dying and a lot of that stuff you know kill switch more of the metalcore stuff has really influenced me that's always been my favorite so nice you're in good company here yeah. so <laughs> yeah right well, now well done sure uh for me um The Children of Bodom, um, there you go. Lamb of God, Havoc, As I Lay Dying, uh, Shadows Fall. Those bands have really like inspired me on drums and a lot of ideas that, that I get, or um, when I sit behind the kit and try to write. <clears throat> I always think of those bands and how they write their music, and that's that's me. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, definitely uh, a lot of the '90s alternative. Um, Allison Chains was one of the first rock bands that I listened to, Soundgarden, Nirvana. And I moved a little more modern into like Alterbridge, you know, anything Tremonti related. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got some soul over there. there. Right, yeah. Got some soul over there. Good. Good. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Uh, My main, like the, if I had to name a number one influence, honestly, it'd probably be Maynard James Keenan, like 100%. He's uh, like honestly I, I love Tool like one of my probably top fa- five bands but A Perfect Circle's always been number one for me like that's just their songwriting is just so innovative and the, the way that Maynard's the tone of his voice and like the notes that he chooses it's just always inspired the way that I write at the same time like I got a lot <laughs> like uh, no please I mean the, I love the Deftones like so much that a boy Deftones are great <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about I love like I love uh, Incubus was one of my favorites back in the day like Brandon Boyd was a big influence on me uh, Kurt Cobain was a massive influence on me I, I got MTV Unplugged in New York when I was like three years old the cassette tape my mom nice. gave it to me nice. I remember Lake of Fire was like my favorite and I would just blast it like all the time that was and I mean, I love that whole album now. Also, mm-hmm. like, I mean, spanning back to like Bob Seger is one of my biggest influences. Uh, Otis Redding is a huge influence for me. I love Otis Redding. Uh, oh man, I could just go on for days. So many good mu- <laughs> musicians out there that have had a huge influence on me. Um, Silver Sun Pickups recently and Coheed and Cambria have been like huge influences for me. I love like vocally, and I mean, just Silver Sun's the production 
on that music is very interesting and I love it and then uh, Coheed like that voice and the way that <laughs> the way he sings mm-hmm. has just had a huge influence on my technique and all that noise and I mean Michael Jackson I've always loved Michael Jackson everybody how could he not right. his music was right. amazing Agreed. he was so talented and um yeah I'm just everywhere it's <laughs> doing a good spread it's not bad though yeah oh that's awesome a lot of culture in this band right no, yeah. Yeah. a lot yeah <laughs> but I mean I I like, then again, I love, uh, you know, I love all that stuff. I mean, 90s Alternative is huge for me. Alice in Chains, like, and I mean, then Kill Switch and, mm-hmm. you know, August Burns Red and Stick to Your Guns. Like, I love Stick to Your Guns. That's a I great band. say enough about Stick to Your Guns. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Have we all forgotten about Breaking Benjamin? Oh, I thought yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> we all forgot. Yeah. It's oh, my God. So we all collectively, people. like, love Breaking Benjamin, yeah. like, very much, too. And, I mean, we also, like, didn't mention I mean Chester Bennington was a massive influence of mine I did a cover of Crawling recently and yep, like, I remember that the live yeah, or the acoustic one I couldn't help it like I just like that uh, him and Chris Cornell both like I, I loved both of them very mm-hmm. much like <laughs> I didn't know like I yeah felt a little lost on waking up those mornings and seeing that they weren't alive anymore that was just uh, it just felt like you know a part of what influenced me in the past was just gone and, but I mean it's still here because it's in like you know everybody remembers them and right. but like I don't know I always like had in my head of like if I wanted to meet people like they would be two of the very highest people on my list that I would want to meet and, mm. yeah mm. that kind of just crushed my soul but uh, there's still I guess yeah there's a lot of beautiful people still alive but it yeah it's sad it's true Oh, last couple of years have been harsh yeah. oh yeah. man so yeah. one up to the Flies. other Alan Rickman David Bowie like come on <laughs> right I'll like, ask you guys. I mean, like, what, what you guys are doing? Just like, like, look both ways. You feel like cross streets and like, right. stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, right. Like, no trucks or buses or anything like that. Make sure well, to chew your food. Glenn Fry, like the Eagles were a huge, <laughs> huge influence. On, I love the Eagles. Like, Big Lebowski. I love that movie. But see, see, fuck see, that yeah. guy. Eagles are straight. <laughs> I hate the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> See, I think it's interesting you picked Glenn Fry and not and not Henley. Well, I mean, Henley's a because, human, but Glenn Fry died. Like that's why. But no one ever mentions Glenn Fry for some odd reason because Henley's so outspoken. Nobody mentions Bob Weir either, but he's just. As well, I mean, mm. when I mention the Eagle, when I talk about the Eagles, I talk about Joe Walsh. Okay, right. sure. That's he's, where I go. You know, so, so, so he was amazing too. That whole band was the, ridiculous. The, the reason I go to Joe Walsh is because they're all infighting, and Joe Walsh is like, "Can't we just play the music, man? <laughs> Come on, That's let's right. just let's just play the gig." He just doesn't care, and he's just so talented, <laughs> right. and he shreds. Yeah, dude. Oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, Joe Walsh is a spectacular guitarist and and singer. He can sing too. Oh, yeah, what the heck? Yep. All those guys. Yeah. yeah. If you had to pick a genre for Fathom Farewell, what would you call yourself? Shit. Melodic alternative <laughs> metalcore or melodic alternative hard rock. We're somewhere between hard rock and metalcore. Okay. If you literally take all those influences and mash them into like a collaborative piece, that's right. basically mm-hmm. at least where every song on this new EP is going to be. It's... Yeah, it's it's all over. It is all over the place. It's all over the place, but it all just blends together at the same time. It's really hard to explain. That's why we're excited to release it. Yeah. Yes. Very excited. We've recorded five out of six tracks so far. So we got uh, we got we got six new songs coming up. Yes. Yes, Yes, indeed. And that and that's including the uh, the the newest release, which uh, I'm sorry for forgive me. Consume the earth. Consume the the earth. earth. Yes, indeed. That is including, including. Very inclusive. 
Alex, if I can say, like, uh, like, and not to not to sound like a suck up, like, uh, like host of a show, like, you are very unique. Thank you. Means a lot, man. Well, yeah. no, I like which I absolutely love because, like, how many bands can like anybody can like rifle off? It's like, well, you sound like this band, this band, and this right. band. Like, you are very unique. You definitely have your own voice, your own sound, easily. That means a lot to me. I, I've worked, I've worked very hard over a long time to develop the sound that you hear. So, mm-hmm. just any, like, I mean, I love anything positive about it that means a lot to me so uh listening audience we're actually gonna we we got the uh, thumbs up in the okay and i confirmed all the legal legal mumbo no schmumbo like you guys will actually get oh, to yeah. get to hear fathom farewell but we obviously uh definitely encourage you to check them out like we'll uh we'll get all of their uh, their details obviously um anything yet guys it's gonna be wild Alright, I'll keep going. My two co-hosts sometimes lo- just love hearing the sound of my voice. I love the sound of your voice. I like, like it too. I'm not here. Yeah, we'll take care of all that after. Like we'll we'll work out some details. One of our people call your people. Yeah, my pe- my people meaning me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 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 we don't hey, that. So we're gonna be racist. <laughs> you people. So you guys have actually had some uh, some pretty killer events. I have actually seen your uh, your resume. You want to? Want you to just let's fill in let's fill in the people like some of the awesomeness that you guys have gotten to play. Oh man, I uh, I wish these guys were here for the entirety of that that repertoire, but um, they've been here for some really great stuff. Yeah, we we a played. Lot of shows. Oh yeah, we played. Uh, well, recently we played with Starset downstairs, and they're like a they're kind of like a new. A new band, but they're blowing up huge really quick. Like they uh, they were on tour with Seether and Breaking Benjamin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I saw like, them I love Star Set. Yeah, they're. I was supposed to be at the Palladium that night, but no, <laughs> dude, I was too. Like I, my girlfriend, like her, she like I love Star Set too, and she loves Star Set, but her favorite band is Ender Shikari, and I we didn't know we were playing oh. that show until within a week of the show. So yeah, I bought her tickets for that for her birthday because it was also on her birthday. Then I had to bounce right after our set and miss miss Star Set. Unfortunately, we were, we were both sad, but I had already bought those tickets, so we weren't gonna. I wasn't gonna be like, nope, can't see your favorite band on your birthday. Sorry, babe. <laughs> nope. Girlfriend. So made it made it work. Got to the show, played the show. It was spectacular. My, my story isn't it that cool. <laughs> what did we do? You were with me well, at one point. <laughs> well, I happened. I fell was, asleep, dude. What happened was my debit card. Got a big middle finger when I tried to purchase oh, well, the tickets. Oh, well, yeah, that too. It happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> that totally so I was like, happens. Maybe we should stay home today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But wait, I'm sorry. I, can... <laughs> I know how you feel, man. I just had to get some repairs done. So I got to ask. Now, you played Warped Tour four times. Is that true? Yes, indeed. So how, uh, what is your... Not the whole tour, just Massachusetts. Well, yeah, the, the one from Boston, as they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I w- Talk more about that. Like, how was the the vibe there? How was it? Oh man! So every year that we got to play that beautiful stage was uh, pretty breathtaking. And the sad, like we we don't know whether or not we're gonna be playing this year. It's still up in the air. Yeah, the like last we're still one, waiting. Too. So like, and it's like these guys. Like I lo- like God bless everybody that's been in this band. I, I love them very much. But these guys deserve it more than anybody ever else. Like as in the past. So I'm going to be sad if we don't get it this year. But at the right. same time, the, the past has just been amazing. Like playing that festival has been a, an incredible experience every time. Every time we get to network with a ton of different bands, right. uh, we just we just meet so many different people that like the music. Uh, for the entire year after, people are always coming up to it. Like, I've had people come up to me in the mall. Oh, my God, I saw you guys at Warped Tour. Cool. You guys are incredible. 
they thought we were on the tour. Like, it's just, it is such an abundantly amazing right. place for that kind of exposure, and I, I am definitely very uh, saddened by the fact that it is the last, the last year. one, yeah. And, uh, so these uh, guys weren't at the last Warped Tour? No. How long have you guys been here? Uh, November. August, me and Kyle. August. Yeah, they were uh, the band. <laughs> yeah, they're they're somewhat recent. Jesus. But we, uh, we, we have like <laughs> blended. The chemistry is there, and we've definitely blended together very quickly. We write very quickly. It's so fluid and organic. Yeah, that's good. That's what you want. And we get along so so well. Like it's just right. We we just figure everything. So wait, hold out. on. We'll get back to Alex in a second. Have you? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shut up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, prior, prior to actually getting picked up at Fathom Farewell, you guys play with any other acts or anything? Oh, Jesus. I have not. You play with Jesus? <laughs> I have, yeah. That's oh, why wow. I love him. That's why I wanted There's my, something my you put on your resume. Dude, this, <laughs> this is the second coming tour. Don't you remember? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's some hot <laughs> stuff that. right there. That's deep. We missed that oh, yeah. one. Um, yeah, me and Brandon were in a band before, and we opened up for Mushroom Head. That was a fun nice. one. Yeah. That was yeah. quite the show. <laughs> yeah, I can it was a good. It was a good show. Oh, yeah, we just didn't fit in at all. No, we were like we, hard we rock, like hard rock, rock, and we played like a heavy metal show. But whatever, you it know, worked out. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, we played in Young Other. Uh, before that, one of my other main bands was uh, Vengeful Wake. I've been in a shit ton of side projects, but none of them are really ever more serious than those three bands. So yeah, this awesome. those other two. Well, that's how you find the ones though. You keep exploring through. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's more acceptable, like with music nowadays, like Definitely. musicians within the band being able to explore side right. projects. It, it, back in the day, like that was unheard of. Like every night it would be like, "Oh, he left the band. Oh man!" Right. But now it's like, "Oh, you know, just doing a side project." You know. Yeah, just the band hopping horse. That's mm-hmm. Jared's specialty. Yep. <laughs> they don't call me Jared Whore for nothing. Not recently. <laughs> He's been pretty faithful. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. It's because I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you? Oh, you know it. Oh, uh, I, I think you already have the uh, job, man. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, nice knowing you guys. See <laughs> ya. What? Damn. Fathom farewell.
So I, uh, I guess uh, the next question, I mean, would actually be a roundtable question because I didn't realize everybody was so so young, man. Which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I take nothing away from any like. Oh yeah. The the new the, the new song off of like the upcoming EP, like is absolutely killer. So like there's a lot to look forward there. But um, next question, I was actually going to ask, and like I said, I guess it's a roundtable question now. Coolest uh, coolest act you've ever performed with. Or most enjoyable, man. I, I don't know. However you want to. Oh, man. Uh, I'd say, like, the... I love Seven Dust, like, I was going to say, you did their 20th Yeah, 20th we did their 20th anniversary of their first uh, album last year. And, uh, yeah, that show was spectacular. They're just There's people just flooded all over the floor and the balcony, and they were so good. And, like, the whole crowd just blew up when they played. I mean, they blew up when we played, but they blew up a lot more when... Sure. Like, so they went... It, they just... The whole room exploded when Seven Dust played. And, like, they, they just were perfect. They yeah. just were spot... I was supposed to be at that show, too. Ah! I was in the crowd at that supposed show. Supposed to be. Watching these guys? Damn. Yeah, I'm not used to seeing bands that sound that good watching. live. Like, because there's a lot of, be- like, you know, awesome bands, but... You know, I feel like some people get tired out by tour, and you kind of tell in their performance, whereas, like, Seven Dust is just... They're perfect. I've never seen them not play perfect. They're, they're a solid times. show. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw a video of them that was viral from them playing for like ten thousand people in ninety four, <laughs> and they were just just as amazing then as they right. are now. It's like <laughs> very Crazy. solid, very solid group. Um, I remember the first show that you asked me to fill in for was AFI. Oh, that was a good and show. I, too. And like we played, you know, moderately popular. Uh, touring acts with Young Other, but I was like, uh, yeah, I'll fill in for that. Yeah, we love we love AFI too. There, they're great. Yeah. Girls Not Gray is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. I love that band. Yeah. Um, I thought Issues was probably that was that was a good one. There was yeah. a whole bunch of bands on that. Oh, issues, Devil's Prada, Prada Volumes. Oh yeah, like that one. We I love Volumes. Like we, lo- we volumes love Volumes is the shit. Spectacular. But you guys, yeah, Kyle. Uh, the, the Issues show was definitely um, the show where I liked um, the most bands on that bill. So like bands like uh, Vail of My, uh, uh, Devil Wears Prada, Issues. Mm-hmm. It was a, a really good show. A lot of bands on that. My favorite show that I played is, I think would definitely have to be Metal Fest, uh, which was recent. What day was that? Yeah, Metal, uh, April 21st. Yeah. First. That one, it was uh, main stage and uh, star set, too. That was the most people that I've ever played, too, which was awesome. Nerve-wracking, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Luckily, you're way in the back. They can't see you. <laughs> it's not as bad. Um, I'd probably go with star set. I'm actually a pretty big fan of them. I saw them when they went around on tour with Breaking Benjamin, and at first, I had never heard of them, and... I was just I always get there as soon as possible so I, I got to see their whole set and they were awesome and it was really exciting to play with them because I've been a fan from them since I've heard them and then I mean just like that show went great for all of us you know it was a really great show for us and everybody after all that stuff was pretty fun I also same as Kyle though Metal Fest was great as well it's hard to pick between those two for me but actually one of my first shows with this band was in Cambridge with Ice Nine Kills at the Thanksgiving Fest, and that was another really oh, good nice. one as well. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, we oh, love Ice Nine Kills. Was on there. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was that, a, was, a great that was an insane show too. Yeah. I mean, that place was filled wall to wall. It was awesome. So, like all these events, that, like you actually sick. do play. Like, I mean, do you, do 
you actually get to meet like all these guys, hang out with them like a little bit, at least like do like a little bit of a meet and greet, say like what's up. It does happen uh, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I, I actually I met a lot of the people that we do play with because uh, I worked at the Palladium like backstage. Okay. So I mean, um, what what would happen is they saw my face and then I would like they kind of recognize me now, so it's not as awkward to go up and say hello to some, you know. Um, yeah, it's not. It's like you know they meet so many people that it's hard to tell if they remember you. So oh, like, of so you don't want to just imagine, you don't want to just right. jump in there and just be like you know really really buddy buddy with people that you know even because you feel like you know them because you've like heard their music a million times and seen them on like their videos and you know you feel like you know them but so you know i try to i try to be careful with you know how much interaction i give especially if it's like a big tour and i know they've been out for a while and they have fans swarming them constantly i don't want to be one of those fans swarming them i want to make sure that i'm somebody that they they understand is like you know a performing act and is not trying to invade their space or like ask them a million questions i'm just saying hello you know um but yeah you know a lot of them are very nice uh pretty much everybody i've met um the guys from volumes are super nice um guys from within the ruins like i've met the singer a lot of times uh, the well now the now the former singer he's a he's a Mm. great guy um you know um i met phil anselmo at the palladium that was probably my the one that i was like oh my god it's (laughs) phil anselmo like and he was like he's very personable it's really it's really shocking he walked in the room and he's just like okay big rock star everybody shut the fuck up or something like that it was just hilarious and he's like i'm just kidding dude what's going on he just like high-fived everybody it was like hilarious (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of um i have not met many people that i didn't like in this business like really at all (laughs) pretty much i met claudio briefly backstage at the palladium and he was a you know also a very nice person like they they were like in between the set and the encore and he like they asked me like how i felt about the set like you know did you like our set list did you like how the like everything sounded and looked and i was like absolutely you guys are awesome like what this is cool and um, awesome yeah uh yeah what about you guys um i thought well remember gravitz on the star set show he was yeah. a really nice guy we met him for a little bit i haven't really met anybody um, I'm usually in the Kyle crowd Shai. just trying to watch other players and learn and um, just watching. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I briefly talked to some of the members of Star Set towards the end of the night after everybody was gone. It was like right before I was leaving, I was walking out and I bumped into them. So that was pretty cool. They were nice. Oh, Sharptooth. Uh, they were all really Oh, Sharptooth. Uh, yeah. super, we love yeah. Sharptooth, too. They're uh they're up and coming. If you look them up, they're they're blowing up pretty big right now. They've been on all the crazy tours. They went out with Stray from the Path, who's another one of my favorite bands. I love Stray. And, uh, yeah, essentially, um, they were incredibly nice people. We played with them two nights in a row. Them and Currents, both them and Currents are super gracious, nice people that everybody should be happy to meet because they're great. They're awesome. So I hate to focus on negative. Are there any bands out there you've actually met, like especially from like national, national stages, that's just a complete dick? <laughs> oh, um, we didn't play that show, but oh, wait, no, I'll come back. Okay. What is it? <laughs> wait, what? Well, uh, the the only I'd say like the encounter I had that stuck out to me. Uh, this band Man of War came to the Palladium once, uh-huh. and uh, I was like standing, <laughs> like I was kind of like doing my job, right? And uh, you know, not which was not you know what he thought it was. So this guy comes up to me, and I'm like supposed to you know watch what's 
make sure everybody has a pass on side stage. So I was going out to do that, and he like walks up to me and he grabs me by the collar. He's like, "Hey, man, you need to get these photographers out of this pit here." And I, and like, photography is part of the contract for the show, which I'm aware of at that point. And I'm just standing there like, I just didn't say anything. I just backed up. Was like, you know, just got his hand off me and backed up. And was like, okay, buddy. I didn't say anything. I just went back to doing what I was doing and then because uh, I mean obviously if you're going to be like that nobody's going to help you out but it, right. you know and uh, it just it kind of struck me by surprise because like you know they see, they've been around forever you'd think that they would know how to treat the staff at the venue oh and oh Danzig oh. <laughs> Danzig is not a nice person <laughs> he is uh, yeah he was also backstage again the uh, he's <laughs> He's just, like, flipping out at somebody for no reason at the back door. And, like, my manager and I, like, I, I just, like, t- snuck a peek through the window. Like, what the hell's going on? Making sure everybody's okay. And he looks up at me like, what the hell are you looking at, kid? I'm just, like, no, just doing my job. And they just backed up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I just was kind of really uncalled for. He just was very stressed out for, like, literally no reason. Um, so then... He's, like, with his bouncer in the room right next to me and my manager. And at that point, he's, like, just fr- flipping out again about something. Like, I-, I don't know what it was about. I can't remember. But then we're hearing it. And he's, like, this place is a shithole. We hate, the- like, this place is like, the worst venue. I can't believe, like, I have to come through this fucking piece of shit. Like, at the Palladium downstairs, like, the stage that I hadn't played that stage at that point. I was only dreaming of it. And, like, literally just hearing him say that kind of broke my heart. And then he just, like, looks over his bouncer's shoulder. And he's, like what what are you gonna do like with a smirk on his face and it's like he's just one of those people where you wouldn't expect somebody to actually be like that in real life but like he, they are yeah he he's like that he's uh danzig's not a nice person <laughs> he's got a big history but also a very big ego so yeah it happens it does it does yeah. i can see that i can see that no uh well, it was we were i was supporting my boys in uh in elysium and it was Suicide Silence that was headlining. And, you know, obviously you think of that kind of band. They're, they're, the lead singer is uh, spitting in the crowd and, you know, saying some shit. And then I remember I was at the merch table um, talking to the guys. And he goes and points at the merch table and says, you guys get out of there and, uh, you know, get into the crowd. And he's just shitting on them for, you know, doing their job, standing at the merch table trying to sell merch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember they made like this huge fuss about it on Facebook afterwards, and I was just like, "Oh wow, this is going down." Like their merch guys? No, it was uh, the band that they were talking shit about. Oh, I got you. I got yeah. you. Oh, that's cool. The regime. The regime. That was a band. Oh yeah. I just take a, b- a big giant shit over like you're supporting it. Like that's cool. <laughs> right. I've heard about that from Suicide Silence so before. Yeah. Oh, they're huge. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, but plenty of huge bands are super nice. Like, right. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're, yeah. I feel like, like I've a run lot into more nice bands and dickheads in this scene. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I've run into Howard Jones a few times. He's a super nice guy. Um, the singer of uh, Trevor from Unearth was like, uh, he like talked to me about how they got big and was like, essentially, like, we just show traded with these people. And that's like kind of, you know, what implemented me trying to get into new markets. And now we, we play all around New England. And uh, that was it, what he said to me definitely like helped me kind of break out of my shell and get into different states and, you know, really promote to new people. Best venue you've ever played? 
Palladium. The Palladium, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Always a blast. Fucking fun. Yeah, the Palladium is definitely the one because that big stage is just, the room is amazing. And we've all been to shows there a million times and dreamed of playing that stage. And then finally getting to walk out on that stage, is, no matter how many times you do it, it's just that much, like, it's so much fun every time. Yeah, I played upstairs a million times. And I love upstairs too, but, like, there's something about downstairs, just electric. Bob Dylan yeah. played that stage. Like, come on. <laughs> so much history there too. You look up, you see that big chandelier hanging from the ceiling. It's holy <laughs> well, probably fall at one point. Shit. Well, I mean, they, no, they, they renovated everything, and it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's like the Great Gatsby oh, in there, yeah. black it's, and gold. And, yeah. and I mean, honestly, the uh, the only place that even compared, I'd say, like, we love FET Music Hall, too, because we play there all the time, and, like, yeah, Alchemy awesome. and Providence, yeah. and there's a, there's a lot of great venues Middle in Rhode East. Island, too, but then, like, wow, one time I, I got to play Lupo's a few years ago, and that's, like, the... I'd say it's a, it's like the same capacity room as Palladium, so it like feels very similar. Like the the energy in there is very electric. Just you know, thinking about all the artists that have come through there. But I mean, Fet Music Hall is really up and coming right now. There's a lot of band, they they got Under Oath coming there tomorrow. Nice. And that's like a it's like a 900 person room, and Under Oath is usually playing like 3,000. So it's really spectacular. Huh. It's sold out in like you know five minutes. <laughs> Them and Dance Gavin dance. Mm. Is spectacular, so I mean, it's going to be amazing. And Under Oath's new album is awesome too. So yeah, stuff. we're going to be over at the Fet Hall for uh, Beach Stock, right? Yeah, we're playing yeah. Beach Stock there. Another thing today on Facebook, yeah. June 10th, yeah. There's going to be water slides and like uh, I think there's a moon Dude, bounce. The and human gyrosphere. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's a beach and a concert. Like what? And a, yeah, that's well, cool. actually, cool. or you, just, you guys just going there? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to just you know play naked. For all the beach people. That's what we do. We're just here for the water slide. We brought a bunch of sand. <laughs> you know, you can make anything a beach theme party if you have enough sand. True. Yeah. Swear like Hawaiian bathing suits and get fucked up. Yeah, if you right. really care, you get some beach balls at the dollar store, you know? Get yeah. real wild. <laughs> yeah. Take your pants already. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What are those? That is a dead meme, sir. <laughs> uh, these are my Crocs. Yeah, you better hire Mr. B-Seeks to get that one out of my brain. I can't forget. It's bad. That freaking show. I'm going to throw your sunglasses around. I'm going to wear these sunglasses, you dick. Why? Because I like to wear sunglasses in dark basements. What else? Whoa! <laughs> Do you know that dark basements are not made for sunglasses? What? The yeah, there's a whole history. The basement isn't that dark, though. I mean, like, unless you go to, like, that corner over there or, like... It's pretty lit. Corey Hart made You know, to be honest, though, our sunglasses photographer friend here said that it was actually well lit, so I guess it actually isn't dark at all. All right. Jared? How dare you? By definition. That's too bad. Blood. I feel like my right side is my good side, and I think you might, I'm only getting shots on my left. Whoa. Because of the venue here, but that's okay. Whoa. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm not that much of a diva. Did you do your makeup today? I didn't. I had no idea we had a photographer coming. <laughs> oh. Like, I was uninformed. Yeah. Yo, to be fair, I had no idea either. I think he was the only one that had any idea. Yeah, either. All right, that's cool. Freaking Jerry. Alex, you're the one who said it. And it's not well, like we you love brought, you anyway. Thank it, you. It's not like you brought, like, a disposable camera. There's, like... No, he's got a oh, yeah. real, like, like oh, awesome setup. <laughs> like, that probably Stephen costs more Hebert. than my house. Stephen okay. Hebert. Hit up Stephen Hebert. Stephen Hebert. He's got some amazing gear. We're going to see how good these pictures are. No, I've seen his work, and it's great. The first time you meet him, I say plug you away. Can't call him this, but after you meet him, you can call him Bert. Don't do it though. Yeah. 
I'm so confused. I can? I can or I can't. The man's. Right. I can't. I can't call somebody that his mom calls him. Well, there you go. <laughs> then it gets weird. Stefan. It's like when Stephon. I ask everybody to not call me when my mom calls me, and that's dipshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mister, you're doing nothing with your life. What are you talking about? I'm a rock and you roller. You have a podcast. <laughs> Something. You're living the life, the dream. Right? Um. <laughs> Look at this basement. I built it. <laughs> what is it? Bare hands. What is it made out of? One of the things that uh, came to me, guys, not to get back, not to get back on uh, on topic here. Um, <laughs> Silly. Your uh, your what your websites and whatnot, which uh, we will definitely link to our stuff. So like our this what the web the website notes will have like the links how to find Fathom for farewell, and I mean definitely worth a look. But um, so uh, iTunes, I went through like a, a pretty significant library of uh, videos today. Oh yeah. Did ya? What I'd li- actually, what I'd like to- is there like, can we actually throw some like credit out? Like, who who's responsible for these videos? Ah, uh, you know, like who because they're they're awesome. We are we've been fortunate. Um, our last video was through our friend Maddie Labonte, Crown Media man. Collective, and he uh, you know crushed it. It was very nice, mm-hmm. very very nice. Uh, decomposition and take this world where uh, Dan Freed. Who was uh, a friend of our, a mutual friend, our, uh, well, Dan and us have a mutual friend and Chris and met Dan and now Dan's awesome and helped us out with those videos and they were great. Um, he did, he's done a bunch of work in the past. He actually did a lyric video for um, Fits in the Tantrums uh, when they were first emerging. So it's a really good lyric video. Awesome. Uh, let me think. Uh, decomposition Acoustic, we had Anthony Simone. I know who that is. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. The drummer. Uh, pathogenic, right? Yeah, the drummer Pathogenic, and he's another producer from Massachusetts who's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Is he doing uh, Zen Beast Studios? Is that what it's called? Zen Beast Studios, that is the name. Yep, he um, he did our video. He does videos in production. Uh, so, yeah, it's another person it's good to get to know about from musicians. Mm. Absolutely killer, though. Like, they're, they're very well done. Much appreciated. Thank, Thank you very much. Very well done. It's very, and it. To be completely honest, the only one I watched was the newest one. Cool. Hey. So forget, the, forget the other people. That one's good. <laughs> <laughs> gotta check them all, all out, man. Them. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're all something else, you know? I may have seen all of them. I'm just... <laughs> Perhaps. Trying to play, play along, I guess. You silly. You're trying to not care, but you do care, but you don't care, but you pretend not to care, but you do care, but you got unicorn headphones on for no reason, but I... I don't have, <laughs> I don't have unicorn head, headphones on. I know. I jumped from talking to you to talking about you. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You had me pegged until the, the Yeah, the put you on the spot there. Headphones. Yeah. Can you handle it? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> He's unfazed. All right, so one of the uh, one of the EPs gonna stop. When is uh, Fathom Farewell gonna do a full length? Ooh, uh, put on def- like, we're, we're yeah, definitely gonna. We would like to do that next for sure. That's like that's yeah, the game plan sure. and uh, the way that we're writing. I mean, it just Brandon just just literally just writes riffs like they're they're just pee. I'll say actually, <laughs> you know, let's, <laughs> let's actually get into that because like, he like, just pee, like I mean, it's just a high quality pee. He just like pees so often, like, you know. You know, everybody he pees a lot of like water. you know how everybody pees like you know three or four or five times a day. That's just what like he 10. does with songs. He just like that's pisses them out. That's actually another bladder. interesting topic though, and I lo- I love asking other bands because I mean I've been in, I've been involved in multiple projects. Do and, you pee? And that's that's the question. I pee. You ask other bands. I do. I do a lot. <laughs> 
Oh. Except when I'm except when I'm stuck in like a corner and I can't like leave because <laughs> that's me right this second. Yeah, yeah, right. Are you, are you starting to shake because like we can hit pause like at any point? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll just like I'll just pee in this cup. Yeah, that's cool. Just go. Just let it go, man. Let it go. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Where was I? Oh, that's um. I love asking other bands about this. Like, how does a song get formed? Yeah. Because there's a lot of theories out there, and like we we've talked about this with previous guests, and we talked about this amongst ourselves, and like whatnot. Is like, does the music come first? Do the lyrics come first? Do they have to be kind of? So, how does Fathom Farewell come uh, conduct a song? And this is a great question for you guys because I'm, from what I understand, we we have a six song EP that's actually in the work right now. Oh yeah, well, pretty much almost almost done. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, tell us about it, man. Like, how do, how does the process? Well, Brandon Pease. <laughs> All right, so yeah, everybody relieves themselves. Yeah, like, like, there's, no, there's no excess weight or pressure. We need to start working on that then. We got to let Brandon out the stress, you know. Yeah, we have to come up with like a, a schedule. <laughs> now, usually um, a lot of the songs that we've done here, I have either pretty much bounced ideas off of Kyle and Jared at practice after we kind of do a run or something. Some of the like ones that were freshly written, that were fresh ideas from scratch, we did that. We bounced ideas off each other jammed them out and kind of just moved forward as jamming and then I'd go home and kind of restructure and solidify and then send out a guitar demo and then Kyle gets the drums and then we send the drums and the guitar out and then Alex writes lyrics while Jared works on his bass lines and um, basically throughout there if there's anything that we want to change we just kind of shoot a message to each other we change it at practice so that demos kind of stay the same but we all take a mental note of what's going to happen then we get a final demo when we're all done and happy with it at practice. We'll send it to Chris, and I mean, I think there's been one song that we made a change to, and then Chris kind of gives some pointers out here and there, and we go into the studio and nail it down. Awesome. It's been the process thus far. It's been working pretty well. That the best way it works for you, Alex? Like, in, like all the music gets produced, and you just actually get the lyrics on after? Because the reason why I say that, like, there's, there's a lot of depth to your vocals. Well, so the way uh, essentially I look at it, sometimes there will be like slight structure changes that I'll suggest based around what I'm trying to write. So it's like I'll, I'll hear what they're going for, and then I'm just like, okay, this makes me think about this, I'm not, or I'm gonna, I'm feeling this today, and I just like write about that. And uh, yeah, if it feels natural, I just I know that it's the right part. If there's any part that I'm shaky on, usually I end up switching it, you know, after the fact uh, or before you know we lay it down in the studio. But um, yeah, for the most part, you know, it sticks to to what we initially wrote, and it, um, yeah, I uh, I just like to be able to hear it and then have it make me think of something, and then essentially I just spit out what I'm thinking about in however the best way I can describe it through lyrics. I think our most collaborative one we have a track called Mutiny, and that's one of our heavier tracks that's going to be on the EP, and. Um, so took, this has to be new because I haven't heard this name yet. Yeah, this is okay. unreleased and Very all new. that. Um, I had new. a scrap riff from an old, old song, and I kind of took that, and we actually took pieces from another song that we had written and didn't like as a whole and kind of mended those together. They're in the same key, and we messed around with the tempos a little bit to get them fitting together. And that kind of... Uh, we took a chorus and what was a verse and made it like a almost like a post-chorus transition in the song from another song to that scrap riff and then we added a breakdown and it came out awesome yeah. that song is very evil structure yeah. well, no, I love that song when he when Brandon joined he kind of just sent us an email with like 12 demos and uh, one of them 
was called Balls to Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so and that, that uh, that's an attention grabber. Yeah. Right? So I, I want to listen to that. One. I, I I pulled that one up, and they were all about this one heroic or something else. And then I, I heard Balls to Mouth, and I listened to it, and I just was like, oh, this sounds like As L.A. Dying and Kill Switch, and I could do clean vocals over it and make it sound like Coheed meets those bands, and then like, so then essentially. Uh, yeah, I heard that, and we structured it, and I was like, I think you should make the structure, like, or I, I suggested my version, and then we all kind of, like, amended it until it sounded perfect, and they, um, yeah, it's just, it was a really collaborative effort, that one, and uh, Mutiny, whereas some of the other songs on the album were more like they, they just wrote them, and then uh, sent me the track, and we went from there, but it's really cool, because... I mean, it's it's like if they come up with an idea and I hear it and it sounds awesome and I can write to it, I, we, it doesn't need to be amended, then there's no reason to, you know, make the suggestion that we just go with it. And that's been happening with the last, like, three or four tracks. Fathom Farewell. Yeah! 
So when you uh, when you put an EP together, or more importantly, like in the future, like a like a full like a full length album, is there a certain theme that you would follow? Like, is there like a certain message that you would kind of carry like throughout the album, or do you just kind of like just go off of a? Well, so we've been writing kind of off the environment and the the humanity thing. Uh, next, I mean, I'd kind of like to do maybe a concept record, but I'm not sure. But at the same time, I kind of have this character in my head that I'd kind of like to portray through music. Um, and I think that would be really sweet. Essentially, yeah, it'd be. I, I'd have like a. It would like I had like the Joker in my head, but I imagine like if the Joker was like you know not like, like had, a background that would spawn the type of person that he was and had his intelligence, but he wasn't so devious that he felt like everything needed to die, but like kind of had all those those wits and those intelligence. So I yeah I kind of want to form my own character that would be entirely different you know from that it wouldn't necessarily be a villain and just tell a story through like songs and i mean that kind of you that character was kind of the initial um inspiration for consume and a few of the other songs on the record but i was able to tie it to more of a general concept so that we didn't have to dive into that but um yeah i would like to see that happen in the future yeah the character kind of uh touches base on what he was saying earlier about nobody is necessarily different they just misunderstand each other like yes. Yeah, the character in the story kind of portrays that a little bit more in depth. Yeah, I'm glad he brought that up. That's uh, that's totally um, a lot of the the whole point of the character is essentially he's perceived as somebody that's bad, but he really is just people don't understand the way that he is and his tendencies. And I feel like a lot of people that are perceived as bad aren't really bad at all. Just people don't understand them and where their tendencies and their habits come from. And it, it kind of goes to say that, like, I really don't think bad people exist. I think that people are just born into their environment and have to adapt in a way that we don't understand because of our environment and our background. But that doesn't mean that things that people do aren't terrible, like some things. Sure. Like everybody to check note at this point in, like, the episode, mm-hmm. if you want to ever, like, t- try to tell me that, like, uh, anybody who's into hard rock or metal is, like, an unintelligent person, like, that's fucking badass, dude. <laughs> Thank you, man. That means a lot. It's, uh, it's been a lot of, you know, just been, we really like to, we really want it to mean something. We, right. we have a lot, we have a lot to say, and I mean, I think collectively, like, we're all on the same wavelength, and they understand and feel, like, the message that I'm trying to portray through my vocals, so it just works really well. The so, chemistry's there. On the topic of, like, concept albums, I'm a huge album of concept albums, um, and they in today's music they they don't tend to work as much because we're in the the iTunes single the short attention like, span thing oh, yeah. yeah right um do you where do you come down on concept albums is that something that you like you feel like uh, if you make a misstep like it's a kiss of death because I mean it has to be been the kiss of death like even back in the day like when they were the accepted or- it like it was occasionally the kiss of death Right. Like the way I look at it, the music has to still be the number one priority. Sure. So the way it'll work is we'll still write the same way that we're writing, but like I'll kind of pull ideas from that that are general enough to still be tied to other things, so that people don't have to understand the concept in order to get the songs and relate to the songs. But if they are looking for something a little more, if they're digging, that's there. Right, okay. But it's not going to be like you right. know. I mean, I feel like Tommy by the Who, like is amazing rock opera. But, like, 
and like Pinball Wizard is one of the best songs that they ever came up with. But like the whole album in itself, musically, is kind of like if you're not looking for concept, it's not really appealing. Whereas like that, what I want to do is make like an album that's appealing to everybody, whether they understand the concept or not. Go even more right. like go even more modern, like Fear Factory. All of those albums are concept albums. It's about a war against robots. Yeah, That's humanity totally against good. robots. That's so sci-fi. I always jump back because you have like you know, like you said, Tommy, and you have Rush, Twenty One Twelve. You know, major concept albums. You know, big bands of the day, and then you jump into like mid early '80s, and you have Sticks. Kilroy was here. Like the one, you know, that one song, Mr. Roboto, arguably like they're one of their most popular songs, like coming into that era. That album killed them. That album absolutely destroyed the band. Oh yeah, like, Sticks got ruined. Um, because the rest of the band was like, "Hey man, like we we get the concept album, but you want to do an opera, like so." And that's it's yeah, we're not we're not looking band. to do a rock like, opera. <laughs> we're, looking to, we're, looking to, we're looking to give you more more of a progressed Fathom Farewell sound okay. that just like has something that's tied to it. Essentially, I kind I kind of want to write like. A book, almost like maybe 100 to 150 pages, that tells the whole story that you can read, and it relates to the music. But you don't have to read it to sure. understand. And I kind of want to get like somebody, like a, a comic book artist or somebody say, to like I see a graphic novel. Yeah, it's got to it's got to definitely be graphic and have pictures and all that, and uh, you know, a lot of illustrations, but like you know, realistic illustrations. I'm kind of hoping to get like a tattoo artist involved on that because cool. there's so many around, you know, that it, it probably would work out. So, um, yeah. That's right. kinda, that's kind of what I'm looking at, but right. I, I feel like I just want it to be something that can be tied into it, like with a bundle for the album. But yeah. at the same time, you can still appreciate it without having any idea as to what that is. I mean, you have me sold a concept album. Like, <laughs> I, that's how big of a fan I am with concept albums. Yeah, I mean, I look at it like like Coheed did did probably some of the best work with concept. Like, I mean, because at the same time, expand albums. Yeah, uh, it's, it just went over like so many albums, and at the same time, like. When they stopped doing concept albums, that's when they kind of a little right. fell off. Even I mean, they never fell off. They're still huge and they're still amazing. And I even love the albums without the concepts too. But I mean, at the same time, it was so interesting and they just kept progressing it. And it's it's just that's that's what I'm looking for. Like you don't have to understand what's going on. Like I don't fully understand those concepts at all, but I still love all of those albums. So it's like it's like I want it to be like that. Like right. you you. If you like Coheed, it doesn't matter whether you understand the concept or not. You like their music. You don't have to, but there's something else there if you want it. I was like that. Um, very similar. Starset kind of made like their own entire universe. with a, They mm. did a novel, and they did that concept yep. book, and it worked out great for them. Because the music it. is just good. Yeah. the music. Right. Like, I had no idea, actually, until I researched it before we played with them, that they did a concept music, and I'd been following them for a while before that, so... You can pull it off either way. That's, a, that's yeah. a full off, full on. Like they call their concerts like demonstrations. Oh, like the, yeah. the way that they present it, like it's, it's so just it killer, is. absolutely killer. Like another world. Um, this uh, this current rendition, like moving forward, like where? What, I probably know the answer to this because I I know what my answer would be, like with with the projects that like we're currently in and whatnot. But what, what, where, where is the passion for this? Is it actually getting it down on like print and like actually getting like the visual aspect and like the like something that you can actually distribute, or is it the live show? It's gonna that drives be different it, for all of us. It drives you guys. Yeah, I feel like my personal drive would be more of just the music itself. That's 
more like in my head I hear the music and like I kind of relate the music more to feeling and all that stuff so so you want to get that down get it on tracks get like the visuals out yeah. and like actually get the okay yeah right the same uh, it's all about the playing and how you feel and uh, I'm huge on shows nothing is better than playing an awesome show this is great agreed yeah I mean songwriting especially with these guys is is, has been the most fun but it's also been the most fun playing live I haven't moved around more than I ever have <laughs> since <For this> real. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sweating you know, we're all sweaty and that's that's just where the passion so is so much fun definitely yeah I mean for me it's just music I've always loved music and it's always been there but like the thing that made me just want to do it more than anything no matter what was just seeing how big these crowds get and how much of an influence you can have on these people and just going to concerts and feeling the way you do after an awesome concert. Mm -hmm. It's the best feeling in the world. And I just like, imagine like, I just, I just like in my head, I was like, I just need to give this to people. Like I, I want to, I want to feel what they're feeling on stage. I just like would get this depression after shows after a while where I was just like, I, I just like would just be begging the universe for it. Like, I just like need to talk to like, I just want to tell people like what's in my head. Cause I, I feel like, they're thinking the same thing you know like everybody knows there's something wrong this like with society and the way that it's run and the way that the planet is devolving over time because we're just kind of treating it like it's second to us and it's not we're, we're equal with the planet and we have to treat it correctly and if we have the means to do that we have to do that so i mean i kind of want to portray the message that like somebody like elon musk is a big influence of mine and like i feel like he like he he wants people to know this but he doesn't know how to say it, so he he does it with his inventions, and he shows people mm-hmm. with actions like this is what. But like some people really need to just. I feel like music for some reason can just make people understand certain things. It can help them wrap their head around things that they're having trouble wrapping their head around. If before going into that environment, and I just want to have that influence on people. I feel like that's what works great because when I write like my guitar riffs and everything or I envision a song I put a lot of like my my feelings into the music and then Alex takes it and he perceives those feelings and makes words with it and that's I think that's a really good combination yeah. that we have going it's awesome it's that's, we all like understand what each song is about and how like the feel is for that song <clears throat> every time we write it just all falls together perfectly people don't realize that that music is an art form they don't realize that, you know what I mean? And that's, it's all from you, you know, it's all your emotions. And I heard a quote that really described it best was that um, art, like visual art, is how you uh, decorate space, whereas music is how you decorate time. And it's hmm. like the same thing, but on different surfaces and platforms. Well, I got my next uh, scripture tattoo. Like all, <laughs> all, all lined up now. Right. Oh, thank, yeah. you, thank you, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> What's your favorite song of Fathom Farewell? All of you. Mm. Round table, that one. Um, released or to be released? Or all? This is completely open to your interpretation, sir. This is tough. <laughs> no, I mean, it can be... Well, It's very, it's very tricky because you can be very biased because obviously, I mean, you guys are probably like more involved in like the newest EP like coming right. out. So like you're going to... And that's completely fine, but... I gotta think hard about this. Somebody go first. I'll, I'll help you out with this. Um, well, I, I was a, I was actually a big fan of this band when I, when I joined. Like I think it was around a year ago. 
Fangirl. Dude, yeah, I'm a fangirl. He was, like, he was a groupie before he was in the band. I slept with everyone in the band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Is that true? Gross. No, that's yeah. not <laughs> When he shaves, he looks like an angsty. I would say that would have been awesome. Oh, awesome, no. But that's cool. <laughs> 90s mom, really? Yeah, when he shaves. Uh, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So my favorite song really was um, Template off the decomp EP. What? Yeah, I know. I love That's it. That's crazy. That's the one song Jesse didn't write uh, on yeah. the EP. Yep. <laughs> for, well, the guitar parts, yeah. And I was also a fan of Drowning Limits for sure, the first EP. You know, obviously it went a little more rocky with the composition, but um, yeah, something about template just tickles that fancy. The fancy. Mm. Fancy. Mm. I'd have to go with Limits. I fucking love that song. Same here. It, uh, for stuff that's not new, uh, Limits would definitely have to be my favorite song yeah honestly uh my favorite song to play off of like all the old stuff was honestly uh open your mind like i surprised like it it honestly just like it it meant like a lot to me because like i i had seen these i'd been going to shows and i love going to shows but like i recently when i was writing that had seen people like crowd killing and had some of my friends get like beat up and shit like that and like i hate that like, don't bring that to the fucking show. Like, mosh your ass off. Go crazy. You get hit in the face, okay. But the second you start swinging on somebody, like you're trying to fight them, get the fuck out. Like, yeah, so that, and that's exactly good. what that song yeah. is about. It's about those kinds of people that take their negativity and put it on other people at the show like it's their fucking problem. Right. And, like, that's what that whole song is about. And I love playing that at shows because I just am like, it's kind of like a, you guys are all awesome. Fuck that one guy. He's being a dick. <laughs> You know, and I mean, like, there's a there's a breakdown in that song, and I'm kind of just like, um, what are the what's the lyric? It's uh, I won't take this. I don't have to sit back and take then take one bit of your bullshit. And I just like, I feel like I see people like moshing around and having fun, and I never really see anybody doing that bullshit. So it's like, I feel like people just like somehow kind of understand what I'm trying to say, even if they don't know the lyrics. That's awesome. And I mean, uh, yeah, that's just what that song's about. So I love playing that at shows, but like the new stuff. The next single that we're about to do a video for is, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, song. the song that we just did, I love so much. I love Consume the Earth, and it means everything to me. But, like, the next song we're about to do is, like, it's next level, like, the, with the music. It just really is probably the most cohesive song that we've put together so far. Like, our producer thought so, too. And honestly, uh, yeah, we're really pumped about this song. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I wrote it from a place of, like, I had been kind of screwed over by a friend. Uh, recently, and it's just been really not sitting with me well. And so I wrote, I wrote a song about it, and uh, it's just, it, it just came out really nice. I think for the new stuff, uh, I'm kind of uh, personally attached to Mutiny. Actually, the one I was talking about earlier, I fucking of love course. that song. I love that song too, man. But I really, I like all the new stuff. Is just like, yeah, obviously, like you're saying, we're all biased with it. But <laughs> I've like an, a non-biased opinion. I really think it's just so cohesive that I really like all of that stuff. I mean, even, like, some of the songs that we used, I was kind of like, do we have to use this? And then afterwards, like, after we were finished with it, I was like, yeah. It's good. <laughs> When's the uh, projected release for the new EP? Oh, we're not sure yet. We don't want to say. Right. We TBD. Think, we right. think the fall. That, that's cool. We think the fall, most likely by the winter. So today, like, so, so I would say, t- so today's May 8th, guys, like, and who knows when this we'll have a next sing- We'll have another single out by August, 100%. EP's yeah. out May 9th. 
<laughs> Tomorrow! <laughs> Surprise! It's not even mastered yet! Yeah! That'd be some crazy freaking voodoo that we'd like right. pulled in this room. <laughs> right? right? How'd be... you know that was gonna happen, dude? Right? The EP, I don't know when it's coming out. We'll be wrapped up with recording in June. Late June. Yeah, we, uh, we, we hope that hackers don't hack our devices and steal our songs and put them on the internet <laughs> right. All right. under their I own names. Laugh. My name's Jeb. This is my dog. I have to say, Brandon's laptop is probably worth like millions of dollars uh, to songwriters because that's just fire. It's just I have all the ideas about he has. 200, 200 songs, mostly finished or just half finished. I'm sorry, where oh. do you live again? <laughs> you won't play. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The, like, We're going to find you. Highest security laptop ever. It's <laughs> a $200 HP with a, with a free pirate attack program. Good luck. No, the best part about those songs is that they're all tabbed out and they all sound like they're straight out of Mario Kart. Yeah, like the heavier <laughs> All songs, these songs we have written in the are about to songs, release. It's like, oh shit, you're about to fight Bowser, motherfucker. Dude, yeah, and all the demos that he sends are pretty Fucking blue shell. They're just tabs. It's like, that's like a sounds yeah. like really. I start with the tabs, and if they like they like tabs, I do an actual demo. That's we how sh- it goes. We should release an EP specifically all of those eight, eight bit, bit version songs. Oh, <laughs> eight bit, eight yep. bit That's what we're gonna. Everything. Yo, Beartooth did it. Oh. I heard an eight bit version. I hated, and it was actually. Dude, Avenged Sevenfold did like an entire EP of eight bit video game music. What? Yeah, because they made like a game, like a video game. We should do that. Where the fuck are you going? Don't leave me. All right. Now you gotta make um, we gotta make a video game like an app. Like everybody bullies Jerry, so yeah. we should just make yes. an app where you just tap on your phone and like how many times can you punch Jared? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know I'd even buy that game, man. <laughs> Jared will like fuck just something up. Eight bit decoms playing in the background. Yep. <laughs> it's like a rhythm game, but you punch Jared's face. <laughs> okay, with that with that being said, would you guys like say you're you're approached by, you know, a, a, a studio, a video game studio. Yeah. Would you consider doing a soundtrack for Fuck, a yes. oh, game scoring? Yeah. Thousand yeah. percent. Yes. Okay. Right. We actually love, we love right. video games. Like I mean I, I at least yeah. <laughs> I feel we, like the new I mean, songs, me. right? <laughs> Six feet, I feel like can go straight into like a racing game. Like a dirt bike oh, yeah. racing game. Oh, yeah. Right? Dude, totally. totally. And then, and then the new one we're about to release, like, oh, come on, a fighting game. Like, like think of Ah, that'd be sick. Right? Street Fighter. Dude, I would love that. Hadouken. Hadouken. I've been addicted be to Nino Cooney 2 recently. I need to get that. Oh, I need God. to get that. Everybody's like, God of War. I'm like, I'm, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm taking care of my kingdom. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you manage a kingdom, and it's fucking incredible. Fathom, farewell.
we can get serious and like kind of re- get you guys rolling farting farting pooping let's have a farting contest it's a dump contest you're going to take right now we're going to look at see if you can Abraham well I didn't come up with a game for today but I mean if that's how you want to roll I mean I'm sure one of our hosts will uh, can you find Abraham Lincoln in my dump right there gross dude he freaks just so you know I'm like I'm not editing any of this out (laughs) we have no shame I'm fully aware whatsoever I think, if anything, we're reserved right now. Yeah, right. this is actually not so bad. Where did I... <laughs> we say some pretty crazy, gnarly things. So. How many How many uh, interviews have you actually done prior to us? One. That's with the uh, noise, we'll right? line up. <laughs> no, noise was... Uh, that was an exclusive article. They were very nice oh, okay. to give us. Because um, um, I have to ask, like, how, how professional are they? The noise? Or anybody. Oh, You well, said you did one interview prior to us. The only other interview we did... Um, was in Plattsburgh, New York, well, as this band. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were, it was like, I wouldn't say professional, but it was a lot of fun. It was a yeah, ton of fun. fun to watch. Right. I mean, this this is fun, too. I mean, interviews are just a good well, time. Well, no, no, no. Like, like I actually curious. want to know, are we better or worse than what they are? <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> like, way we're more like, We're, like, yes. hanging out with you, whereas, like, that was, like, a 10, 15-minute thing at yeah. the most. Which is, like, and it was, like, really, a, it was a very fun 10 to 15 minutes. Mm. Yeah, that was I see. I'd feel unsatisfied after 10, 15 minutes. I'd be like, Yeah, it's yeah. not like a they couple of questions. Be like, get the fuck out of my room. It's not like they invited <laughs> us to their house and gave us beer, and you know, so there, you guys are you got that. Yeah, definitely got that. <laughs> All right. Oh, and what is it? Um, remember with Young Other, we went to UMass Lowell. I know you guys did too with the old lineup. Wasn't it UMass Lowell Radio? Oh, UMass Lowell yeah. Radio. Don't even get me started on UMass Lowell thing? Radio. Yeah. I ran into UMass Lowell Radio one time. Oh, yeah? They had some girl, like, DJing, like, prior to, and she was actually talking about how, like, uh, she was locked out of her apartment, and she was like, well, I'm going to end my shift early because I don't know how I'm going to get back into my dorm. <laughs> Security is going to be, like, so nice pissed radio. at me. And I'm like... <laughs> Just, just play music, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Put a record on. Put a record on and walk away. There you go. Wow. Good job, girl. That's crazy. Yeah. 
No, hey. we, uh, we like interviews. Fun. It's a good time. Get to know the band a little. Okay, so we're cooler because we're longer than ten fifteen minutes, or like. I, I think it. You also you got sweet personalities, and, and really we have hot an elliptical. Bodies. So yeah, I got you can be honest with us. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything that you're locked in like. It doesn't mean anything that you're locked in like a cement walled corner. You know what? This sucks. No, come back. Finally. There it is. There's the lead singer. There we go. I mean, if I'm smiling, you're good. Means I'm having a good time. You've been smiling since you showed up, man. Oh, there you go. Your feet don't stink too bad. You're smiling when you parked your car, bro. Like I saw you. (laughs) I really was. I saw Brandon. I was like, I got to fucking... I'm so happy that I had to climb this fucking mountain right. to get to this driveway. Stupid ass driveway. Yeah, no, there's like, like <laughs> there's like 27 cars in this driveway. What the hell's going on in here? <laughs> Dude, there was someone coming down the dirt road when I pulled in, and I so thought worse. it was a driveway, and I was like, "All right, two way driveway, great." <laughs> <laughs> roll with it. Roll with it. Yeah, I was smiling from all the flies that were just biting my face. Yeah. It's called Mayflies, bro. What is it with bro. the bugs ah. this season, dude? May. It's crazy. Mayflies, dude. <laughs> Who would have known? Really? Yeah, I thought, like, uh, late winter is, like, killed that shit. outside in, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> well, considering it was uh, 75 degrees and sunny outside and we're all sitting in a basement, like, having a conversation, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't consider us outdoorsy people. Do you like maracas? I like disc golf. Sick. Very relatable. Yes, extremely. We should all play disc golf together, man. Yeah! I like disc golf. That'd be fun. I mean... Dude, there's like there's a ton of places around here, too. Barry there's like Dan, Tully, man. there's Barry, there's freaking Devons, there's... If you want to, you want to pay you for it, you can go to Leicester. Oh, all the other places are free. That's dope. Dude, Tully Lake? Yeah, God, you can go whenever. You park, you bring a 12-pack, you go throw discs. You bring your dog. I want to go. Can I bring my cat? Sure. All right, it's a date. Let's do it right now. We're so playing disc golf with Fathom Farewell. Hell yeah. We'll make an event out of it. Yeah, we we can. Let's do it. Uh, Actually, if we go to Barry, dude, we'll go to Barry. We'll set you guys up and we'll have a freaking concert. That'd be dope. That we'll, would be yeah. well, it'll be like disc golf and a concert. You said bring your dog? You can bring your dog. Oh, yeah. And, and we'll, open, we'll open for you. That, hell yeah, That'd you will. Fun, That'd be dude. awesome. Dude, if you guys set up a show that we're on, you're definitely opening for us. The wildlife is... All right, well, this is recorded, so we're going to call this a verbal contract. Yep. There you go. I like it. Damn. So there you go. Stay tuned, people. Let's do it. Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack presents... <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Disc Golf Sire. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You're going to meet my girlfriend, farewell. lady. She's a cutie pie. We're going to concept album the hell out of you. Oh yeah! This one's about disc golf. I <laughs> like to throw some frisbee. See people that one time we played disc golf with dogs. Yeah. Uh, we're more about the, uh, <laughs> the 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 kings and knights and zombies and dragons. Oh, zombies shit. playing you watch disc Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. oh, I I'm all about the Game of Thrones. I fucking like, love dude, it. Dude, Game of Thrones is the shit. Khaleesi is the girl I'm gonna marry. I don't blame you, dude. She is a. Uh, fiery smoke show so this is actually a true story like um with the new season coming out like eight years from now at least. um <laughs> right we uh me and my uh my better half decided to uh re-watch from season one and the stuff that you pick up on knowing what you know so my favorite character of all time in game of thrones is actually uh marjorie's grandmother all right. She's a savage. She's a savage. Now, I picked up on something. Now, if you haven't seen Game of, Game of Thrones before, like, close your ears, because this is a spoiler alert. I haven't watched it before. 
He's not. He's never gonna watch. <laughs> he's not smart enough. Do this it doesn't, right it now, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But like, what happened was she actually like walks up to somebody at, at a wedding, and um, made a comment. It's like uh, like King Rob gets killed at the red we- yep. wedding, and she makes a comment. And it's like, oh, to assassinate somebody at like a wedding, like what a cowardly move. Like who? Like what kind of human would do that? And then later on, she admits that she's the one that poisons King oh, Joffrey. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that very point. episode that she uh, made that comment, dude, that was she murdered the shit out of somebody, like, after she made a comment about how the Red Wedding was like, yeah, how pathetic is that? Like, I mean, killing they, somebody they, at a wedding. In all fairness, she only killed Joffrey, and they killed, like, fucking everyone at the Red Wedding. They Well... She was still pretty awesome. Yeah, she was the best. She, she was, was still well, pretty, dude. She it, drinks it, a fucking vial of poison and just like, I want you to know, tell Cersei it was me. Well, yeah, yeah, dude. That just was like, fucking. I had I like I just tingled right now because like, like a huge like, boner. I just got like, <laughs> dude, that was just like the best scene. Yeah, no, because like just fuck the land. Like I just went in, like six to midnight. Oh god. I like dude. Tyrion. I mean, Tyrion's cool though. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, dude, Joffrey deserved the worst outcome out of anybody. Oh, he he should have gotten fucking butt raped by the mountain. I literally hated him so much. <laughs> yes, he totally. Did you Did you ever watch like the? Uh, not to make this like a Game of Thrones like review. Oh, it is now. <laughs> it is now. We changed. I want to ever watch it. Did you, did you ever watch the after the episode like after King Joffrey died? No. Well, the directors were actually talking about. It's like everybody on set loved that kid. Like I guess he was like a complete sweetheart. Like it's like wow, because he was like fucking dick. He's a piece of shit. It's like, dude, we're gonna take the, like the nicest, like sweetest kid in the world. It's like, hey, you're gonna be a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna make you literally do things that we're gonna make people despise you. Yeah, and he was in for the Batman. rest of your life. <laughs> that kid was in Batman. Who, who what? was he? Was he? He's the little kid. Like when uh, oh, they fucking yeah, they drop is. the gas everywhere <laughs> and they protect the little kid. Oh my god! I saw. I watched that movie after watching Game of Thrones. Which wait, Batman? Wait, wait. Which Batman? The, like the fucking the one with Scarecrow. Which one is it? Batman Begins. First one? Yeah, Batman Begins. It's the first one. What? Where they like they what? Gas the city and everybody's <laughs> freaking the fuck now. out. Dude. Dude, that was with Liam Neeson. That was some good shit. Dude, mind blown emoji just happened right there, like in real life. That's what I did because I rewatched it afterwards, and the kid's sitting there. I was like, that kid looks familiar. And I was like, holy shit, it's Baby Joffrey. Okay. Are you serious? I'm so serious. Soup. I can't continue this interview now because, like, hold on. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> replaying the movie in my head now. <laughs> I have to rewatch this. Now. You're fucked. I'm gonna go home tonight, but we have to watch the Dark Knight series right now. One through three. That's Just keep Joffrey reappears. But anyway, I guess we can get back to music. Do you have any questions for these guys? Do, Do I? you? Do I? Do you? I mean, I'll keep asking questquestions. By the way. You can't just put me in the spot and expect me to just fire it out like that. Do I you? thought you were prepared for today. I did. I already said what Do I said. Do you? <laughs> I said my few sentences. <laughs> I did. My research is done. I am, Do you? The, I am in the show and that's all that matters. Right, I'm here. Do you? you know, it's funny. Like when I prep these shows like five minutes before we show up. But I still like sound prepared. Like it's really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, five whole fucking minutes, dude. That's a long second. You know what? I spent fifteen on you guys because you guys made me nervous. Aww. Yeah, that's with the big shots. Because it was four you of you. There was only three of us. If there was actually a battle royale, we might lose. <laughs> Smell my butthole in my toes. No. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> I just like to point out you guys have Mr. Stretch and you can stretch your nostrils way far apart. I just like to point out you guys have like no opinion over the editing rights of this podcast episode. So, hi, 
You had to be a big dot dot Let's just turn it. Okay, so what's unfortunate is we're all getting goofy, but I actually have like a serious question next. Hit me with it. So hold on. I have to. Am I gonna cry? I hope not. He always cries. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. What do you cry about? His love life. Let me actually ask you guys. Like when you actually put out when you actually put out the EPs and whatnot. Do you actually have? Do you do physical CDs? Obviously, probably sell them at like shows. Yeah, just for. Pretty much just for fun. Like, you really don't have to these days, but, like, our fans, uh, people do buy them at the shows for sure. Like so the that's local what crowd. I, this is actually what I want to talk about. I actually want to talk about, like, the Spotify streaming, like, the iTunes and, like, whatnot, like, the streaming services. Like, as an example, like, what... I mean, you guys are pretty local. Like, where, where, where's the farthest you've actually, like, traveled for a show? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh. Is this lineup? New York. Okay, so New York, PA, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Maine. Massachusetts, Maine. We're trying to get, to, we want to go like down to Florida and hit everywhere. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're northeast right now. Yeah, for so, right now, like New England. So, as far as like music distribution, like, how, like, what is your opinion as a local? I'm going to call you a local artist, and I mean go that ahead. loosely because you guys okay. are fucking epic. Sweet. And, so you, and you belong out there, as far as I'm concerned. Thank, I'm, you. And, Thank you. And I'm not just saying that. Like, I'm not just, like, sucking up. Like, when I say something, like, if you were pieces of shit, I would tell you were pieces of shit. <laughs> I believe you. You seem very direct. But um, as a, as, a, as a local artist, like, how do the streaming services actually, like, service you guys? Because obviously everybody consumes their music right now. Like, I'm an iTunes guy, like, Apple Music. I know Spotify. Anthony's a Spotify guy. Jay? I can't talk about how I get my music. <laughs> Jay Pirates uh, Jay Pirates the fuck out of his music How do these How do these streaming How do these streaming services actually like Help an up and coming artist And how do they maybe hurt An up and coming artist uh, I'd say they help quite a bit honestly Just because it gives everybody access No matter what your platform for music You can find it if you're like a, you know, if you're a Spotify guy and you never used Apple Music like me, and you're only on Apple Music, that Spotify guy is not going to hear you, and vice versa. Right. You got to be on everything. That's right. just the whole thing these days. And like, if um, if somebody's like, you know, if a label rep is scoping or something like that, or like somebody's scoping you for management, something like that, like if they go on one of those social media sites, like you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, if they see, or like we're talking about distribution, Spotify, like all that stuff. If they see that you're not there, like it just kind of, it makes them so, think that you're not ready to. I don't want to interrupt you because I read an article like one time. Like now, if you want to actually get signed as an artist, it's not like the old days where like scouts are actually going out to your shows and like looking you up. No, there are. You actually have to like be able to bring like a catalog. Say, look, I have a thousand Facebook likes. I have ten thousand followers on Twitter. Like I have like all of this stuff. Well, that's kind of kind of what I'm like. I don't mean like oh they're actively seeking people out, but if you want to market yourself as a band that they should work with, and you don't have all of those platforms, it's definitely a detriment. Okay, one hundred percent. But um, how would it hurt the artist? I don't I don't see a way that it would hurt just because it, it like, I mean. You don't make all the money that is made off of. Well, don't the, focus on negative. How, how are you guys benefited from the streaming? It's oh. just we can give it everybody. Yeah. Like We're no matter who you are, right now. No matter who you are, you can yeah. listen to the music and you can find it. And that's our main thing. We want people to hear it. Right. Yeah. If people aren't hearing it, then we just wasted thousands of dollars on releases. So, do you guys get updates on uh, places other than like the states that you're being listened to? 
On yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So furthest. Well, spot depends on the site. Like Spotify. way that you guys are being played in right now. We have right. a few followers in uh, like every continent. Honestly, I mean, if you look some. at it, there's like we have one in Peru and Argentina and Chile, and then we That's had like cool. yeah, Brazil, cool. <laughs> Mexico, Germany. Some European yeah, like South hate. America. It looked like a lot were uh, finding us. Surprisingly big, like heavy metal fans. Like you, yeah, you don't, like, we had someone from Venezuela. I posted the I was posting the video on a bunch of different Facebook groups today, and somebody from Venezuela messaged and said, "Oh, I subscribed and I love your I love your video. Uh, cool, hello though. from Venezuela." That's, That's cool. Really cool. Yeah, it's, cool it's wicked cool. Wasn't Germany a, on the top five, too? Germany was there, too, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be really honest. You guys are being, like, very positive about, like, this experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I mean... You, distribution is kind of... You need it. Like You, you like have, the exposure right now. Yeah, yeah, we really want everybody to hear the music. We Like, we put so much into the video and the music, and if people aren't hearing it, it's like... it. It is for us on some level, but it's also, like... We we want to play shows for people that enjoy the music, and it is about them. So it's like it's kind of like sharing a piece of ourselves with everybody. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to like spill your guts and, and help people. So if I wanted you to, you guys, to all be full time artists and not have to worry about anything else in the world other than producing epicness for my listening pleasure, how are these streaming services helping you do that? Well, um, by streaming our music, you know, I mean, it's not a lot, but I know for one Spotify pays about like point zero zero six cents per stream, you know? Sure. Half, you share that around, you spread that around, people get interested. I, I feel like a lot of the things is mostly for us to continue going on, monetary support's important because all of us work full time, so we can only put so much time into our music, which we all do still. I mean, it's almost like a second full time job for all yeah. of us. And um, I feel like any band that you want to support the best thing you can do is just spread them around and you know rally more support for them if you can spread them around you can get more fans for them you know that's that's their support any band support is a fan group coming out to shows buying the merch streaming their music that's the most important thing for local bands to showing get friends all that stuff yeah and that just gives you as many platforms as possible to do that with also from other bands as well you know networking is huge in music you got to network with other yeah. bands. You got to make friends in the scene. It's how you support each other. You hold each other up. Who uh, who manages your apparel? Because you guys got some badass shirts out there. Uh, we uh, we have. I'm actually bummed. Like nobody brought anything. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> fuck. Well, we can ship something. Not to put you on the spot. I, I, I literally live. He lives. We all live two <laughs> seconds away from you. Our, right. our jam space like, is... Yeah, right, there'll be like seven t-shirts like, <laughs> right. delivered like tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, well, Marcus called us out on air. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> our jam space is like down the street. But we got we got lucky. Um, my uh, The last drummer that was in the band, Justin Meet Us, uh, was a friend of mine from college. And he's an incredible graphic designer. And um, he... He uh, he gives us some incredible deals on the designs. It's incredibly reasonable. Um, a lot of people, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a tough business because if you find a good artist, they're gonna want to charge you what they're worth. Yeah, of whereas, course. Whereas Justin, like he he get, he's incredibly good to us. Um, mm-hmm. So we're trying to generate business for him, you know. But I mean, and he he's good though. He he's a big UI developer doing crazy stuff. That's kind of why it didn't work out. But I mean. Which is just cool because then we landed on Kyle, who's like, he's he's about this band the way that Justin's about that, you know, what he's doing there, and he's and it's just the passion and the the drive, you know. Is it uh, it's fathomfarewell.com? 
to oh, find yeah. the store. Well, we don't have the hoodies up there yet. So we do have, we do have I'm zip sorry. Up We're always waiting on Jared. Yeah, I'm a so piece of uh, <laughs> so shit. <laughs> for our listening audience, like I said, it'll be linked on all of our uh, all of our platforms. But fathomfarewell.com, like you can actually like check out this store. Like I I scrolled through it and. I honestly didn't buy anything today because, like, I was thinking maybe there might be a shirt, like, waiting for me. (laughs) 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 We actually have to restock kind of soon. Yeah, we're getting low. Like we're yeah. definitely getting low. It's it's uh it's great because we go to shows. That's all right. It's, it's, it's cool to be a hot. People are buying commodity. the shit, man. Right. We've right. like yeah. the scuba shirts are popular. We've had to. We've already on our second stock of those. Yeah, we're almost. And out. we we have a new we have a new design too that was going to be a hoodie design, but it might as well be a tank top design it's too now hot for hoodies because it's summer, right? Essentially. <laughs> no, I think hoodies like fly off the shelves in like July. <laughs> Oh, like I can't wait to wear this off. six months from now. Right? <laughs> I'm not a genius. I'm just saying, like, you have, to, you have to think about marketing for the future. Yeah, it's like Can it's going to be December six months from now, bitches. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a typical thing of this generation as they plan ahead. Uh, I'm, not. I'm six that dumbass who buys a hoodie prepared. in the middle of summer. Uh, Dude, that's when they're all on sale. Yeah, exactly, they're cheaper. <laughs> yeah. You're I'll on. wear it. You're on sale. You're gentle. He's wearing a hoodie as we speak. All right, gentlemen, if you want to grill Fathom Farewell, now's your, now's your time. Now's my chance. You grill it. We might never get them in a room again because they might not agree to this anymore. I don't know. We've been pretty Put light. The record. We'll see what happens when we hear it, you know? I'm just going to show up one day. Now, if you guys, <laughs> so on you a, showed on up like side. an hour before everybody else, man. Yeah, like right, you, were, yeah you were like, "Where?" Dick punctual. Is this your, is this the guy that like scopes out the site before like everybody else shows up? It's like, dude, abort, you don't want to come abort. here. <laughs> get out, get out. Mind, say we're busy. Say that somebody crashed a car. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Those venues, bullshit. Yep. <laughs> this is someone's house. What is this? There's blood coming from under the door. Yeah, right, we I thought we were going on a cruise or some shit. So yeah, Kyle, say something. He put he pulled the mic up, and they didn't say anything. <laughs> I just wanted to document that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Kyle. Do what? <laughs> say words. Say words, Kyle. Say words. Words. Uh, so uh, my, Hi, my question for you guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Kyle. God damn it. Fuck. No. Wait, hold on. Another host has a question. Everybody just shut up for a second. I got to let this happen. So when you released said album... Would you plan to do it on the records as well, or are you just going to stick to the CDs? Because uh, uh, I know that it's, it's a big thing now. I, don't, I know. You mean reg- like LPs? Yes. Oh, like um, vinyl. Vi- oh, vinyl. vinyl. What am I saying? LPs. Vinyl, yes. Um, I knew you. Meant. Eventually, I would like to do that. I guess right now it probably wouldn't be as cost effective because sure. I don't know like how much of our fan base would be doing that. Right. Once it would work like, awesome with that comic book you were talking about. Right? Yeah, oh. that would be really sick. Once we're like, once we're touring to every state in the country, I'd say that would make a lot of sense because sure. you're going to get a lot of varied crowds, right. people that probably have vinyl players. But yep. like, for right now, we haven't really had people request that. Like, once we have people being like, "Oh, I'd love to get this on vinyl," that's yep. when like, that's when you're kind but of. But like, like, that's kind of what sprouted the hoodies thing is people are like, "Oh, where are the Fathom hoodies?" For like months, and we we're like, "Okay, we got to make this happen." Yeah. And then, because um, we were like stuck to the t-shirts and the the CDs, and we should. Oh, we should probably do some other stuff like lighters. Bracelets. Oh, yeah, lighters. That'd be great. Lighters. Hats. People love lighters. Something different. <laughs> oh, well, the um, hoodies is because it's like cold here, like eight months out of the year. Like we don't have four seasons like they used to advertise. It's yeah, it's pretty odd, man. Hot, the fact cold. that it snowed like four times last month. Yep. <laughs> yep. It snowed like yesterday. Yeah, it's it May like right now. <laughs> no, guys, I've been thinking about some a merch idea, right? Okay, get this. Balls. 
consume the girth sex toy set. That's oh, right. That'd go perfect. Sex we yeah. had this conversation. Well, that goes it back to okay. your balls God, to he the wants mouth. A, he wants whatever, a thong. Right? You gotta <laughs> get dong thong, he, dude. He wants a dong thong I, I got company. an entire brand coming soon. Like, it's brand dongs. We all know about thongs. it. Brand dongs. Brand, <laughs> brand dong thongs. Thong, thong, thongs thong. for males or females if you're into that. Yeah, shit. but they're called dong thongs because they're like, you got dick. Yep. Yeah. There's if you got a dick, you can wear them. I mean, like, the male ones, they're gonna just have, like, girth printed, like, <laughs> and that'll go perfect with his sex toy. Idea. That's right. You got a free Brandong thong with, your with every consumer. Yeah, it's got like a junk toy. bubble right, right there. Yep. <laughs> and if they do well, I'm gonna throw in nipple tassels. <laughs> a, dong, a dong, bu- a dong, a dong, bong. a dong bong. <laughs> that's that's yours specifically. You got a website lined up for yeah, this? Yeah, dong bong. I need a dong bong. That'd be great. I actually did look into how much it costs to print custom thongs. Did you fucking order them, dude? No, they're like eight dollars a piece, so I wanted to wait. I'm saving for it. You gotta like, you like, dude, fifteen dollars for a thong, twenty. Hey, they're gonna be fucking comfy, okay? You want to feel your balls breathe? They're gonna be squeezing out the sides of that little strap. Dudes, (laughs) can I get? I just don't think there's a demand for that right now, dude. You gotta create the demand. I'm gonna fucking. I'm literally when they go on sale. I'm walking on stage in an overcoat, ripping the overcoat off. It's gonna be nipple tassels in the thong, (laughs) and you're gonna get kicked out. (laughs) Right, and goodbye. You're gonna have your junk bubble. Uh, waving in people's faces. I'm gonna like do a jumper or a spin, and my balls are just gonna flop right out. Oh. <laughs> Get a Jim Morrison yeah. that shit. Butter <laughs> yourself up with mayonnaise. <laughs> it's hot. I love these parts of the podcast where you just lay, lay to roll. Yep. <laughs> what? Can I sidebar, Anthony? You may, I guess. I'm looking at that clock over there. It says 716. It's actually 816. It's really 816. Holy you know me. Do you have you a know. fucking clock in your life that's actually accurate? Because <laughs> that's one. Holy shit. No, we took like a 20-minute break, right? Yeah, we have. Yeah, that was like 20 minutes. That was like five minutes. We took a 20-minute break, but it, like, it doesn't mean anything for He's that He's just trying to there. hint that he's sick of us. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave. Dad? Get out. It was the under-the-butt <laughs> nut-hut talk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just got a hot bother now. Jay, bro, you got anything for the Fathom for a while, the guys? It's a good riff to, uh, I mean, like, second to this. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's interesting for me. <laughs> you and I were just like, this is, this is yeah. my first chance to interview bands. Um, That's right. You got to like, dive in like oh, feet first. So it's, we it's popped your cherry. Because uh, it, there are so many things I want to ask just musically, not necessarily. Do it. Go for it. Okay. Do it. Yes. All right. Yeah, do it in the so mic, y- you guys have the choice. You get one pick. One artist you want to collaborate with. We're all going to have different answers. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. One artist. Oh my god, this is one of my favorite questions, actually. I completely forgot about this one. You hit this one. On your next, the next piece you write. Go. Maynard, all day. Maynard James Keenan. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let's go, bro. I love you. All right. Speaking of Perfect Circle, new album was. Awesome. Oh, dude! Phenomenal. Oh my god, that's buttery. I just like twenty seconds into Eat the Elephant, I was like, "Yep, save the whole album." I was like, I, "I'm gonna love the whole thing." I can tell. <laughs> it's just so good. They, oh, they have a deluxe edition with like a deck of cards and a final and like Wait, what? A, a hologram, a prism that you put on your phone, and it literally like there's an app for the prism, and it literally projects shit into the prism oh, awesome. while. 
Dude, they and it's oh my god. But no nipple tassels. Yeah, no nipple. Tassels. <laughs> All right, so we got Mater Jane on top. <laughs> so Mater Jane's Keenan, hundred uh, percent. Um, Jerry Cantrell. I mostly think so because really? the, nice. well, the new stuff is a lot of guitar harmonies in there. You know, it's of like, course. you know, it's kind of like what Brandon does. He does a lot of uh, guitar harmonies. Guitar um, Yeah, Chris gave me the name guitarmanist. Yeah, it's. Guitar-manist. I've never it? heard that before. It's awesome. Actually, um, what was it Deftones? Um, something Bride. What, what's that song off that new album? Did you listen to it? Um, well, it, it, Jerry actually. I did, but he no. featured on Hold one on. of those songs. Damn it! Is, now I have to look it up. Awesome solo on that, but made me think, like, oh, what if there was a Jerry solo in there? As much as yeah, I want. Yeah, fuck you, Brandon. We're just gonna have Jerry. No. <laughs> I want no. <Bye. laughs> yeah, we don't need you. I didn't have to look anything the up. Phantom Bread. No. Actually, Bride, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm screwed. We're gonna have Danzig as our next singer. I'm gonna get booted. <laughs> booted. Not after you Mother. listen to this podcast. <laughs> like you just ripped Mother. them apart. <laughs> children not to walk. No one's walking your way, bro. You're fucking awful. <laughs> He's listening to you right now. Oh! He knows who you are. You're a dick, but you're cool. But you're a dick. You're, you were a dick to me one time, just in case you're listening. You heard my feelings. You made me crack. Maybe you're a nice guy sometimes, but you were a dick to me at one point, and it's okay. He's probably like 80 years old with like his eighth wife. I can't hear you. <laughs> Third walking. He, and in all, in, in all, odds are he has hearing audible issues, so like he's probably fine. Yeah, you might be right. Just saying. Could be. Life. Well, Alright, one dude has no idea. That's fine. Don't don't put yourself in the Dude, spot. come don't. on, Kyle. Neil Burt. Think. Neil Burt. God damn it, Cap. Use your Good drummer. Neil Burt. Use your brain. Either think or. About who I have a different want. way of actually phrasing this. Because I actually forgot this question. This is actually one of my favorite questions. So Fathom for Well goes on tour. Uh. Who is an... Who is the dream tour for Fathom for Farewell? Perfect Circle. <laughs> you piece of Back shit. To that. Back to that. Perfect Circle, Breaking Benjamin, yeah. and then like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, There's so many. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, fuck it. Limp there you go. Coheed, Cameron. <laughs> no. Wow. No. Damn. Dude, I, like, I, I'll admit it. I, like, I don't understand people that don't like Limp Biscuit. It's so fun to listen to. He's <laughs> so oh, entertaining. Fun. I love Limp Biscuit, dude. Come on. He actually turned stop, me on to them. Stop thinking about the dumb shit he's saying. He sound, he sa- it sounds good over the music, and it's like... It's fucking interesting. It's personal for me. He tried sleeping with Christina Aguilera, and that's my girl. Dude, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but yeah. I think everybody slept with Christina Aguilera. Yeah. I have, I have not. Number one I mean, his re- his most recent, their most recent <laughs> hit, he's you like, you know, it's Freddie D, the public enemy, you know, the one that had Britney sleeping on her knees or some shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, well, maybe, maybe. Okay. You sure it was Christina or was it Britney? At the time, it was Christina Aguilera. Probably everyone. Just because he's Fred See, Durst. the most interesting thing about Limp Bizkit to me is West Borland. Oh, dude. The... And, and the fact that West Borland showed up to practice one day was like, yeah, guys, I, I, I quit. I've been listening to a lot of Radiohead, and uh, we suck. <laughs> like, uh, you know, guys, I, I actually kind of like suck. the uh, the, the <laughs> West Borland and Aaron Lewis battle that's been going on. Like, wait, what? Over what? The news. Aaron Lewis? I haven't seen this. I guess it was like a Twitter battle where like Aaron Lewis like says some something about like West Borland. It's like if I never have to see this, blah 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 blah, bitch, 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 exploitive, exploitive, <laughs> and then like West Borland's like, well, that's fine. I'm actually surprised <laughs> Aaron Lewis uses Twitter. Yeah, why? Just stick to country and chill, bro. 
<laughs> no, no more country. <laughs> He's not chill though as a country guy. Like that's a thing, man. It's, ah. like, it's like the weed hasn't like kicked in yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I loved Stained though. Yeah. Since when is Aaron Lewis from Georgia, man? I thought he was like right down he, like, the right pond. Up the street? No, he's from they're from Springfield, right? Yeah, they're like right up the street. Well, I just saw him as a country <laughs> actor, and he was talking about how he was back in the day from Georgia. Is it you're not from fucking Georgia, you fucking fake? What? Yeah, dude, threw me off when I first found it's out. It's been a while that. since I was back have where I was from. Have you heard the country version of that it's, song? It's been a while since I was back where I was not from. Yeah. It's Liar. country, so it's your preference. Fake dude. All right, so Fathom Farewell for you is going around with the... I, I got I to pull the reins in here. We'll, we're getting off topic. Because, per usual. Yeah, yeah. So, Perfect Circle. Yeah, per usual. Per so, we got Perfect Benjamin. Circle and Break and Benjamin. Country okay. Aaron Lewis. Yep. Country Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Lewis. Not staying. Country. Just Aaron Lewis. The. <laughs> the. Wow. Okay. Uh, when Fathom, wow. Fathom opened up for... Uh, um, seven dust. That was a pretty good match because Fathom has that heavy and that can also scream. And seven dust was really heavy, but they so also sing me a is lot. It, so what you tell me is the next time around, like seven dust opens for you? No, 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 not yes, not open. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. We're just so good. Um, and then uh, all denial. The said, Alex said those were good too. It's it's tough because a lot of my favorite bands are mostly screaming bands, and I feel like uh, we don't fit in too well with those. Where we're, we're oh, yeah, you're not gonna open for like In Flames or like Children, right? Or, or like Lamb of God, God. Yeah. or things like that. Which those are the bands. Although Clutch Lamb of God, play with Lamb of God, I guess he played with Lamb of God. Clutch has played with everybody. Oh yeah. What he's really trying though. to say is that. Um, we would really like to play with Weezer right now. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. It. Yes. What are we all? Somebody like, find out. You got your big keys. <laughs> no, I want to hear Fathom Farewell's version of Sweater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to next cover, Alex. <laughs> That's an interesting. That's an interesting thing to ask. Ask actually. Like, have you ever have you ever done any covers? Oh. Huh. <laughs> I, I've done a lot of covers. Oh, yeah, yeah. This kid right here. But like they're on my own rendition, so it kind of transforms the song. I did like a crawling cover. Oh, that's the whole idea. Uh, but like that's the whole cover. point of a cover. Oh, yeah. Like you, you're either doing a tribute or a cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I do. I do covers. I like doing that shit. Just because like it's, it's just fun to throw out there and be like. If I find a song I really love, oh, now I have an excuse to listen to it eight million times. Well, with all due respect, isn't that how I Prevail got popular? From, uh, yeah, Blank Space. Disturbed. Is it? Wait, they, they did it. Okay, hold on. Name one other song other from oh, I no. Prevail other than Blank Space. Scars. Pass. Oh, what is that? Come and Get It? That song's pretty bad. That song's dope, dude. That song's well, I mean, like honestly. I'm just saying, this guy, I'm just saying, I'm pointing out somebody. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I, was just kidding. I thought it was an interesting topic. I'm sorry. What did you do? <laughs> no, I don't. On the bus. Go over, Anthony. No, I didn't even, I'm didn't glad even you can tell me fuck me. You don't even bring any merch to like the host and like putting you on fucking uh, iTunes. Like hey, in all, in all fairness, the only reason I haven't listened to I Prevail was because we went and we played with them and then I was like, oh, wow, they're really cool live. And then we, I went and listened to their stuff. In all fairness, all I heard right there is like the only reason why I listen to you is because I'm going to be on your podcast. Ooh. 
Whoa, oh, Dad! Shit. He just Shots burned fired. our asses. Shots fired. Hey, <laughs> right, hold, everybody, just calm down. I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. me. That was me. That was. This fucking oh my turbo. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. That was the pumpkin drublick topping. Are you a popping? Chopping? It's topping for sure. It's topping. <laughs> whip, whip chopping. Hey Kyle. All right, somebody else take over the host. Come on, guys. Hey Touch Kyle. I'm gonna host. Who's that? Lick my booty. Brandon, what do you have to say? All right. The booty. How long have you been in the closet, Jared? Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Every day Cheap. of your life, it's intense. You got no wife, and you got. A little yeah. pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? I don't yeah, know. I was about to say gunnery, what happened? That's what we host. This is what happens Shit, when you guys bring up. coffee. You do a, like mm-hmm. a, a six pack podcast. You know there was Bailey in every one of them. Was yeah. there? That would, that would explain <laughs> so much. <laughs> that would make so much. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll bring in the. We'll bring in the. Yeah, we'll bring it in. I just yeah. get distracted because, like, your beer is called Cow Puncher. Yes, it is. He once punched What's a hole in a cow just to see who was coming up the road. What's right the fuck in the I don't think I've ever. Ki- I, I've, I've ever cow? thought about punching a cow. Why? It's so nice. Cows right. suck, dude. I'm just kidding. Cows are great. I love cows. Alright, unless either of my co-hosts have uh, any more questions for Fathom for a while, I have one final question for Fathom for a while. Tight. He wants to know where the merch is. Yeah, right. We already covered that. Uh, I know it's. Uh, I understand it's not coming. Up your it's in our bodies. Yes. <laughs> we are the merch. No, sure. We <laughs> present <laughs> ourselves to you and only you. Our bodies. Yes. Wear us. It's kind of a two. It's kind of a two-part question that I have. Hot. What's next for Fathom Farewell, and where can the people find you? What's next? Uh, okay. Well, video release party on Sunday. After your Mother's Day brunch, you got to come to Sonia at the Cambridge Mass. Cambridge. In, in Cambridge Mass. Cambridge. We're playing with our great friends in Barbarian, Ill Will, Eclipsed, and Hollow Betrayal. They're going to rip it up. We're going to rip it up. It's going to be fun. And um, playing Finger Lakes Metal Fest in Clyde, New York. Then we're playing with The Plot New in Hartford, June 16th. It's going to be fun. Uh, hoping to do a like week run to maybe two weeks in July for our next video release. Something like that. Hoping. But, I mean, hoping it will be in July. It'll definitely happen. So, trying to get out of... Uh, we love New England, but trying to go to new places. Trying to go to everywhere. Open up new markets all across the country so we can hopefully be a national and tour for a living. That's what oh, we yeah. want to do. Cool. So, if you... Have a basement, invite us. <laughs> we, we do. Just like You're you guys. in one of the two. Ah. <laughs> okay. Dad! I am your daddy. Yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Dad, where are you? I need to find you. I am the daddy. <laughs> I'm wearing a diaper. What in the heck are you talking about, son? I'm your daddy. Gentlemen, I speak for everybody on this side of the table. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yes, thank like, you very much. Absolutely. absolute balls. Absolute balls. Like, great interview. Um, we will link the shit out of everything that like you guys do, and um, we're, we're going to feature some music Hell yeah. on this one. Hey. Fuck yeah. As the, uh, as the people are listening to me right now, they probably have already heard five, four or five songs as I uh, edited them in, but... Uh, Great ad. We'll have we'll have you on in the fall. Like when the new re- when the if you'll have us, we'll have you when the new uh, EP releases. We will quite very likely 
have you I'll bring the beer next on a platter <laughs> with the meatballs and the cheddar <laughs> and the cheese. This was a great warm up. Next time we'll lose the coffee. We're gonna just skip straight to whiskey and vodka. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I like I like his thinking. Yeah, yeah, like, as long as you sleep on the couch. That's where the real questions ensue. We've had a couple of badass episodes on like some uh, single malt whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of exclusively yeah. drink Patron, so we're probably gonna have to work with that. I got. Uh, so I can much. work with you, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got it upstairs, dude. I'm a classy <laughs> broad. We can pick an alcoholic. Probably have it upstairs. That's sick. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a collector. See? It's like the save money. Yeah. All right, Austin, gentlemen, thank you very much yes, again. Thank you. Tight. Nice we love nice. you. Love you. Later. Bye. That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time. <laughs>